Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to an exciting and another episode of the Ungrown Ups podcast. I'm Ryan. That's Matthew. This is episode 83, otherwise known as... The 83rd episode. That's correct. 83rd. It seems kind of like an impressive number, but at the same time, it's like, we've been doing this for a couple of years. It yeah, we're just not slow. working very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, wow, it's a lot. But then you're like, wait, no, shit, we've been doing this for like three and a half years now yeah you know what's weird is like i so there's this other podcast that i've started listening to you're cheating um, on us a little bit i don't yeah i mean so <laughs> well so my sister turned me on it's a true crime podcast and okay. it's all but what's interesting is they use like actual interview footage and and oh, wow. courtroom stuff yeah. so it, it's really it's intense and a lot of it's about gnarly murders and stuff but anyways it's funny because they'll be they'll be like it's welcome to season six episode 150 so they've actually broken up their hundred and whatever episodes into, into seasons, seasons which is interesting does that mean they take a break yeah i guess so i've seen that with other shows like when you look at it, it'll be like seasonal thing but i never thought of like a podcast as a season thing so anytime you folks have felt like we've taken too long of a break it's because we're on a new season We'll sure. just go with that. Yeah. Yeah. And our seasons, seasons aren't a normal number of episodes. It's just however. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Everything's fine. Well, it's kind of like when you get into a show and there's like 20 episodes a season. And the next season, it's like there's 10 and then there's six. That's usually because they're canceled. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of TV is fixing to be canceled right now. True crime podcasts. Now, now, aren't there like a bajillion of those things out there? Yeah. This one happens to be... Like I said, just because they use actual footage or, you know, audio, audio from, from like whether it's the police interrogation, 911 calls, courtroom, it's pretty gnarly. Interesting. And it's stuff like, uh, you know, 17 year old kid flips out one night and murders his whole family kind of stuff. Oh, did you see that there was a, a serial killer or a, sus- a suspected serial killer in New York that was caught? And it's like a 55 no. year old or 59 year old architect. Really? Yeah. No, and I did not see this. I, I guess back in like the 2009, 2010, 2011, around there, there yeah. was uh, three uh, female like sex workers or suspected sex workers or something that just like that. disappeared. And they were killed and then they turned up on the same stretch of beach, like pretty close to oh, each okay. other. Okay, sure. And then um, it was one of the witnesses or something saw the suspect drive off in a Chevy Avalanche. This dude owns a Chevy Avalanche. But the thing but is... Which, like, but it's probably the only person with a Chevy Avalanche. That's still running these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the interesting thing was, is like this sighting was a decade plus ago. And somehow it's taken that long what? to kind of connect the dots. And yeah. The, and they were able to like correlate the guy's like travel with his wife's travel. And basically like when the wife went out of town, that's when these women disappeared. Oh, dang. And it was just this whole weird thing. And then other neighbors talked about like, Oh, the guy's, you know, a little nerdy, a little quiet. Other guys were like, Oh yeah, we didn't go to that guy's house for like Halloween. Right. We left him alone, but it's kind of interesting. It's super interesting. And when you get into like hearing the actual people telling their own stories, basically. Yeah. Right. And you're hearing like, I don't know, dude, it's messed up. A lot of that stuff is just super messed up. And the stuff that people do, fucking brutal well yeah that 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 is always interesting and it's it's i I guess the thing that's fascinating with any of those true crime things is like when you talk to people that knew the the suspect either some of them are like oh yeah that guy was kind of off yeah or oh no he was like my my bible study leader kind of thing yeah that's what's weird like you i mean you really don't know your neighbors yeah like at all like this one i know yeah you were telling me before this okay. so it's been a while since we've sat it down has. and 
In the meantime, the 4th of July has happened. It has happened. And you mentioned that you had a fun time on the 4th of July, but you That was had- cool. So we had, so the, the day before, because 4th of July was Tuesday. Right. So on the Monday, we had some folks over, barbecued, whatever, just yeah. kind of, you know, that's an easier day to do it. Do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the actual 4th of July, we literally did like projects around the house. We cleaned, we just did normal stuff right. and then hung out and made food for ourselves. Well, so, okay. The neighbor to the... What side is that? North, I suppose that is. Yeah. Uh, that neighbor has this very interesting structure in their backyard that is basically like a yurt. Yes. But it's got a clear dome uh-huh. top at the very center, yes. like on the top. And there's always like laser lights and fog machines, all kinds of weird shit happening over there. And it's like, <laughs> what on earth is going on? And it's like, it's legit strange. Yeah. Right. Can you see the lasers in the Yeah, yeah. You can see them in the trees. Okay. Right. So, because it goes through the, 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 plastic. the bubble top. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, we've been like trying to figure this out forever. Like, we sneak over and look over the wall. We try trying to figure it out. So, for the actually July, met the neighbor or seen them out front yet? So, she, she knows them. Okay. And in that, she's met them when they moved in and things, right? Okay. So, uh, so it's the 4th point. of July, all of a sudden I hear this, push, I'm like, is that a fog machine? Yeah. And I look over and sure enough, there's this fog machine just randomly billowing fog and the lights are on in what we've dubbed the sex rocket. Cause we have no idea what it is. Right. We've just made up this story. Right. Cause and, it looks like a rocket. And, yeah. Yeah. And so we're outside, uh, out front. We just bought, you know, stupid poppers and, uh, the, the morning glory things yeah, like the yeah. fake sparklers. Sparklers. And we're just out front messing around and I go and come inside to go. And these are the fireworks that you could buy on the street. Yeah. Like, the these are just the boring. Yeah. Right. So, uh, I go into Peter real quick, come back outside and there's the, a bunch of dudes out front lighting off, uh, like actual big fireworks, yeah. like illegal mortars. And it turns out it's the neighbor, and I can't know how one thing leads to another, but we end up going over to their house. In the backyard. In the backyard, and we find out it's just a yurt that they hang out in. Oh. And it's got lasers and stuff, but it's like just a portable, like a structure that they put up in the backyard. He got it from who knows where, and it was so less cool when she found out that it's just Is he a stoner? Yeah, they kind of hang out and do whatever in there. Because you think about it. Just him and his buddies hang out there and drink. With lasers and yeah. smoke, yeah, that is weird. That's that seems like a. I mean, it's a little kind of odd, but at the same time, it was so less like it was very disappointing. Yeah, because your imagination had this wild, intricate story going on, and then you get over there, it's like, oh, yeah, and now it's just like, oh, cool, we found out what it was, and it's just like, oh, all right. Well, Did you tell him you thought it was a sex rocket? Oh, I yeah, and he's just like, what? <laughs> he was pretty wasted. I don't think he would remember meeting me. <laughs> Like he or his friends. It was pretty funny. Now he's going to have this idea a couple days from now. I'm like, I'm going to have sex in that thing. Yeah, right? I and don't then, know, man. And then you'll know what it is. And you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. It's just it's just so funny because it's just been this mystery structure yeah. of what is happening in there. Is it a sauna? We don't know. Was it a sauna? Is it a... I don't know what else it could have been. Yeah, just because it's a weird outdoor structure. It's yeah. got some it's round. transparency. Then yeah. it's got lasers and smoke. Yeah, it's and- bizarre. But who just throws a smog machine or a smog machine, smoke machine in the middle of their backyard and just starts a stoner? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. It was weird. That is totally weird. Yeah, and I've never met the wife. She was asleep by the time we all ended up over there. Oh, and it wasn't. I mean, that late. I think she maybe she's pregnant or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it was just like, all right, well, mystery solved. 
Which is kind of a bummer. Now you have to create some other or find some other neighborly mystery to un, to solve at some point. Well, I did solve the guy down the street with the truck. I've solved that mystery too. His name, by the way, is Ryan. The lifted Chevy guy? Yeah. Dude, I just drove by. He has his front and rear fenders off. That thing is a mean looking truck. Dude, that truck is sick. Yeah. Super he's, sick. He's doing some work on it. He bought so he bought it from like this. I found out yesterday too. I was uh, my buddy Drew was over yesterday. We were walking the dogs and um he was out front and I said, Hey, you know, I'm your neighbor finally because we we wave yeah. when we go by. So I'm your neighbor. Hey, how's it going? And uh, I go, my name's Ryan, by the way. <laughs> I'm also Ryan, which is pretty funny. Um, but he bought this. It's just crazy amount of work done from some guy in the motor blue. So he's been rebuilding it. And he's like, while I'm doing that, I might as well do a bunch of other stuff too. Okay. And then his Land Rover that he has in the driveway. Yeah, too. He, I saw that. I was yeah, parked behind that it. That motor's yeah. also blown. Huh. So he's like, project, project. And he works in construction, so whatever. Yeah, the, the truck was pretty red. Cause, it's I mean, pretty he, crazy. He had the fenders off, but yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's because he was replacing them or... If he's he repainting had... them. So he's had them all. He took them all down and he's been refinishing them. They're fiberglass. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got to get them all fixed up. But yeah, but that was another neighbor mystery. And it was pretty funny because nobody really knew anything. Like, well, I mean, I didn't know. Nobody knew. So we, I just was like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Hey, super cool. Really nice guy. Yeah, it's, 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 it's always interesting. Like, especially in this day and age, like it seems like... I do a pretty good job of, of knowing our neighbors in our neighborhood, and it yeah. helps that that Jeanette, Grayson, and I are always out and about in the neighborhood. Like uh-huh. Jeanette and I will go for walks. I mean, we the walk the dogs and stuff right, too, exactly. but we don't really talk to anybody. No, but I mean, at the same time, you know, you wave, you see them enough times. At yeah, some sure. point, conversation will come up, uh, yeah, and then and then our neighborhood is pretty social when it comes to like the Fourth of July, right, and things of that nature. So, like this this year for the Fourth, usually. Um, Jeanette, Grace, and I will go somewhere. Like Palm Springs is where we've yeah. gone for the last couple of years. Um, but because Jeanette's burned through all of her vacation time working on her freelance project, we uh, we just stuck around. So knowing that our neighbors usually do something for the fourth, we just didn't make any plans. We just we'll figure we'll, we'll hang out. Yeah. And I have a new coworker that just moved to the U.S. from Japan. Oh, okay. And so he moved out here in the beginning of June. Are you allowed to do fireworks at your house? No. Oh, like, yeah. Same no, here. No safe and sane. Yeah, we're not even supposed to have those. Yeah, not yeah. supposed to have those. Um, Meanwhile, and, it's a freaking war zone every night. Yes. Yeah. And, and the city does like a, a fireworks show and everything like that. But sure. um, neighbors had fireworks and, and both the safe and sane sparkler kind of snake kind of thing. Yeah, and, yeah. As well as the illegal uh, mortars and stuff. And for some reason, like my, my neighbor's firework collection, every single firework was from the the same brand, but every model of firework was something panda. So it was like huh. glowing panda, crazy panda, <laughs> like ninja panda. Maybe like, it was just that was the seasonal line. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, weird. But um, so I invited my, my coworker over because his family, uh, he's got a, a, a newborn son who's about like eight months old and his wife are still in Japan. And they're, okay. And they're oh, not, I was going to say it's going to be loud for that. Right. Kid. But yeah, they're yeah. not coming out till November. So he's oh. all by himself in an apartment. In Southern California. In Irvine, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't know anybody or right. anything. So I was like, oh, hey, come on over. Sure. And so he's never really been to an American party before. So he doesn't know what to bring. I was like, oh, just bring something you want to drink. Yeah. And just come on over. And I sent him pictures of, of our street. And there was uh, inflatables and water slides. Oh, cool. And, and people had the barbecue and easy ups all the front yard. Yeah, yeah. So 
that gave him some context because he thought he was going to have to dress up. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't dress up for party. What do you mean dress up? But like in a costume or like in a night? Nice, like wear nicer oh, yeah, clothing. Okay, I'm sure, like, sure. no, it's hot. Yeah. And then it's a neighborhood block party. That's right. It's just not what you do. Wear wacky shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, basically. Sleeves optional. So I, I shaved the stupid facial hair you see oh, here. Sure. And uh, so he comes over and then he brings a bunch of Japanese treats and snacks. Oh, so, cool. So we go over to the neighbor's house and we're, we're sharing the, the treats. So... His very first 4th of July, he learns how to play cornhole. Oh, excellent. He's pretty good at it. Yeah. And then uh, we introduce him to jello shots. Oh, God. <laughs> introduce him to white claw. Oh, geez. Introduce him to Tecate and Dos Equis and Corona and whatever. They had some of the seltzer, uh, vodka seltzer, canned beverages. Oh, like, sure. Basically, all my neighbors had coolers. Yeah, and yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, just whatever you want. Whatever you want, yeah. And so he was basically trading his Japanese snacks, like you stop by a neighbor's house and you go, oh, here, have some weird whatever. Japanese treat. Yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, oh, grab a beer, grab a drink, yeah, or whatever. Cool. And he's like, all right. And so uh, he had a blast. That's awesome. And uh, so I was like, hey, the neighbors are doing fireworks. Do you want to watch the fireworks here? Or do you want to go see professional fireworks? Oh, you got to see the amateurs. No, he wanted to see the professional ones. So I was like, all right. And luckily th that morning I, I laid out a, a blanket to, to reserve a spot because that's what you do in the community. Yeah, yeah. So you say where, where were you? Like, were they doing it at a high school or something? No, they were doing it at a local lake. And it's not ticketed. It's not ticketed. It's so like public. the one over here, Grichal Jabuzheva yeah. Park, whatever it's called, that's where they did them this year. And you have to get a ticket. Or is you stand on the other side of the chain link fence and look up? I guess. Yeah. So th with this, you could just put a blanket out uh, up to 48 hours in advance, which seems... 48 hours? In how, years past, it used to be the morning of. How are you keeping a blanket out there for that long? How are you keeping the grass alive for 48 hours yeah, and the I heat and stuff? That's but anyways, weird. so I, I, I put a, a blanket out, and I put a big one out for you know my wife and son to join, yeah. but they stayed home because they wanted to play with the, the local fireworks. Right, as they should. Yeah. So my coworker and I, we, we drive over to the lake, we, we park, we walk over, and uh, we sit down, and a, a few minutes after sitting down... A lady comes by walking through holding a red insulated uh, bag. And it looked like a pizza delivery bag. Like okay. a big pouch. Yeah, she's yeah. holding it horizontally. Sure. I'm like, you bringing pizza to the lake for the party? And she's like, no, I'm bringing cheesecake. I'm like, what? Even better. Yeah, that's cool. She, she laughs and yeah, she yeah. just keeps walking. And then like two or three minutes later, she comes back with two paper plates with cheesecake on oh, it. Oh, nice. And one fork. I don't know if she thought my cork and I were a gay couple. Probably. You would have to share. Yeah, because we were pretty cute. That's cute. But at the same time, we were just like, all right, whatever. But at the same time, I, I'm i I'm trying to figure out why the one fork. Maybe that's all she had. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. But on the other side, my, my, my cork is like, Americans are so friendly. Like, he's just, his mind was blown with how kind everybody he interacted with was. Yeah, it's a holiday, bud. Sorry. Yes, yeah. but even in general, like, he's like, well, in my apartment complex in, in Japan, I, I wave to neighbor. Yeah. That's about as far as he, it's gone. He's never had, uh, he's never barbecued with a neighbor. He's never had a neighbor over. He's oh, never I been see. over to a neighbor's yeah, place. Sure. He, he's like, I'll barbecue with coworkers. Uh -huh. Like, I guess those are friends. Um, but the whole idea of being able to like go over to somebody's house, be invited into their backyard, go swimming in their pool, yeah, or, yeah. or just helping themselves to the fridge, like that was all strange. And then, of course, then we're sitting at the lake where we're talking to a complete stranger who then comes back with two plates of cheesecake. Yeah, yeah. And his no, mind is just point. blown. Yeah, it's you know, I guess that's true. It can be it can be that way. Which is which is like from from the outsider's perspective, I mean, yeah, I know our neighborhood can be, I guess, somewhat 
friendly. Yeah. But I guess he's his perspective is just in general, Americans are more kind and more gracious than the Japanese are. He needs to go to New York. Yeah. Go to uh, Manhattan. True. But yeah. I, I wonder how much of that is just no time for tourist bullshit. I don't know, man. I've never found a nice person in New York. A friendly person, I should say. Really? Not like walking down the street. They would just be like, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if I've necessarily come across like a complete asshole either. Yeah, yeah. So They're probably Yankees fans. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I don't know. But speaking of baseball. Yes. Uh, I finally went to a Padres game in I'm San Diego. Su- I'm surprised it's been so long. I have not gone to a Padres game since they played at Qualcomm. Okay. So, right. what is that, 20 years or something like that? Yeah, Petco Park's been around for a while. Yeah, it is cool. It's a nice park, it's yeah. It's super nice. Uh, Convenient, I, if, especially if you're staying like gas lamp, you can just walk right over. Yeah, it's, it's in a really cool part of town. The uh, food options are, are insane. Yeah, they have a Puesto, which was fantastic. They have a Phil's Barbecue. They do. They we got uh, I got tri-tip nachos from Seaside Market. How was that? Uh, dude, it's Cardiff Crack on nachos. It's amazing. Oh, right. So they, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Seaside Market. No. So Seaside Market is known for this tri-tip marinade. It's okay. like a burgundy pepper, basically. Anyways, it they literally call it Cardiff Crack. So every so often, we get one and we barbecue it here. Where is the Seaside? It's, uh, what is that, Encinitas, I guess? Okay. Um, I think, maybe? I yeah, don't somewhere know. down there. Something like that, Carlsbad. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, so they're they're just really well known. They literally call this stuff cart of crack. So we'll every once in a while get one barbecue it here. Yeah. It's amazing. But I've never had it on nachos. It so, was insane. So now that's the only way you can have it? No, 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 no. Did I'll you, eat I'll eat cart of crack in any form. It did, is so freaking good. Did it come with a souvenir collectible helmet? It did not. It did not. But I managed to get a City Connect hat. Which is the, the like, like Miami Vice color scheme. Yes. All exactly. the pastel neon. Super cool. Um, they're really good looking uniforms. I didn't know they only play in those on Friday. So we didn't, we went to a Saturday game. Didn't okay. get to see them. I didn't realize they even, that was a set schedule. Like the, but yeah, Friday I guess thing. apparently they do it on Saturdays, but, uh, the first like four merch stands I looked at nothing, not a single hat. Yeah. I had to like hunt around to find, Did to find one, let alone in my, uh, that's where I ended up having to go. But, or no, I'm not the team store. I found them at a little random, like one little random merch stand, but I guess they're super popular, obviously. Yeah. And that was like, you know, every time I go to a new stadium, I'll buy a hat. That was the hat I wanted to get. Yeah, fair why enough. Not? Yeah. Yeah. And get so something it, you actually want to wear. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it was cool. I finally went to a Padres game and it was, it's rad. That, they have like a whole grass section in the outfield. Yes, they have it's open seating out there. It's they just apparently like have like admission. a, a do dog picnics? park. Yes. The, they're, you're allowed to bring dogs to certain uh-huh. sections. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's a chill park and it's it's just totally friendly. It's approachable and it reminds me a lot of uh, I guess what is it called AT and T Park in San Francisco. Yes, just because it's yeah, downtown, yeah, yeah. it's accessible, yeah. um, and then like with with uh, AT and T Park, you can bring your own beer in from outside the park. So you can bring up to like a six pack. Yeah. Um, so you can bring bottles. You can bring it, cans. They had uh, a freaking wine store at. Uh, at Petco, Petco? yeah, wow. there's people like bought full on bottles of wine. That's fancy. it was pretty cool, fancy. Yeah, very fancy. But yes, you can. I like uh, when I go to AT and T, we go to Reds around the corner, have yeah. a couple beers first, and then pop over. Who did the uh, Padres end up playing? They played the Mets. Okay, and they actually won. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, they had played the Angels all week. Right, and of course, being a Saturday game, but it was kind of a last minute thing. I was just hey. We should go to a Padres game. Okay. And so we took uh, we took our parents. And went. I just fun. realized I have been to every major league 
stadium in California, except for Dodger Stadium. Okay, so let's see. Petco. That's Petco, Anaheim. Anaheim. And then uh, Oakland. Oakland. And then San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. And I've been I've been all of them. You've never been to Dodger Stadium? I've never been to you Dodger Stadium. You just don't want to get beat up or stabbed or no it's just i'm not a dodger fan sure like you know but i mean i guess we go to the freeway series yeah i've never been yeah even to the even when they're playing like in anaheim I've it's never weird been it's like in series. a bowl that i know yeah you know and i know it's the hassles of la traffic with any major event down there yes but so. you also like just getting in and out of the state just walking through the parking lot like it's up and down stairs and it's a bizarre it's it's cool i guess yeah. just be i think it's cool only because of how old it is and iconic it is but i don't but i think the that's angel it. stadiums like the third oldest in major league yeah, baseball. angel stadium needs help yeah it's up there but it doesn't se- i mean it's dated but it doesn't seem like it's a relic but it's it's interesting no that, like, but it needs work but it's it's strange when you think about it that it's like oh yeah wrigley field is one of the few ballparks that's older than it. And you're like, wow. Uh, yeah. Fenway is the oldest, I think. Left. Right. Yeah. But the, I, I will say this about Anaheim. They, their food selection's gotten a lot better. Like they've upped some of their yeah. food game. There's some good burgers and stuff, but Petco blew me away with the options. And what was cool. So the little seaside market thing where it is the, the main one, um, cause they have a couple stands as well, but the main one that they have is literally set up like a market so you can wait in line for a sandwich or nachos or you can just walk in and they've got literally like bags of chips salsas like all kinds of a hot dog counter yeah it's set up like a little like a little market it's really cool it's a neat way to do it and they've got a couple breweries and makes me kind of want to go to a san diego game like i've been but it's probably been i don't know maybe a decade i want to do i'd like to take the train down yeah see a game like a day game maybe and come back that'd be a that'd be a blast that's not a bad idea. Yeah. The only hard part is with the dogs. The dogs can takes, ride the train. No, it takes so much time. Yes. They can't ride the train. Yeah, they can. Can they? Yeah. No. Yeah. You can have dogs on a train? I believe so. I mean, so. you can have snakes on a plane, so I don't see why not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I, know. I think you can. I have no idea. I mean, you can have dogs on an airplane. Yeah. Sometimes that's weird. Do you have to buy a dog a seat? Do you? I don't know. I don't know. Let me look. Dogs. <laughs> On Amtrak Surfliner. Yeah, I mean, we would just have to have somebody that could pop by the house because it's a long time to leave them alone is my only point. Yeah, it says, all aboard pets, Pacific Surfliner. Huh. Small dogs and cats can travel with advanced. So, yeah, up to 20 pounds. Uh, Yeah, that's neither of our dogs. Yeah. Oh, well. Sorry, Rip. Did you say he's fluffy? Yeah, well, he is. He's fluffy for sure. Yeah. He got a haircut. (laughs) Dude, he got, it's grown out a little bit. But I had him at the groomer a couple weeks ago, and I asked him to do like a summer. Just they scissor cut really short. Oh, cool! That dog is no way. That dog's way pounds. bigger. Yeah. yeah, they scissor cut. You know, pretty short. But uh-huh. she had left his like main area, I guess, a little bit longer. So he looked like he was wearing skinny jeans and a scarf, <laughs> nice. and he looked so embarrassed. Like he, the look on his face is like, "What did you do to me?" It was really funny. I don't I, know if my, I don't know how dogs. See see themselves in a mirror like how i'm pretty sure like when pepper looks at herself in the mirror she doesn't realize it's her some dogs do but most dogs i think don't like ripley doesn't i don't think he gets it yeah i don't think but pepper doesn't care so at the same time right. it's, not, it's not like he's or she's barking at herself or like, like freaking out. Yeah. out or anything yeah it's just total ambivalence it's just like all right whatever 
Yeah, it's I don't know, it's bizarre, but it is pretty funny because he legit looked like he had skinny jeans on. Nice. Just that's how short they made him. Yeah, yeah. And then how oh my god, how poofy everything yeah. else was. It was funny, and so, he's he needs already needs to get a trim again. Just use your clippers. Just get him some wall clippers. <laughs> I guess. So I uh, before we went to to Pike's Peak, the I guess it was the. Or before we went to the 4th of July, the week before it was Pike's Peak, more or less. So that the, yeah, the, week, the weekend yeah, right. before. Yeah, yeah, we came back on the weekend before. And so Grace and I went back out to Colorado Springs for Pike's Peak this year. Did you, and did you watch the fountain? No, I never saw it run. I kept waiting it's for so it. It's so funny that you've not seen it run. I've seen it's, it run oh, before. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's creepy. But this trip, it was supposed to run to the top of the hour. Yeah. And we were at the park multiple times and at the top of the went. hour. And it didn't run. I wonder if it's broken, maybe. Maybe. I mean, the yeah. water was all flowing. Oh, the kids weird. were all playing with it. It just didn't do its creepy show thing. Yeah. It is bizarre. But um, so last year we drove out and did like a 2,600 mile road trip. This time we just flew out. Yeah. And uh, way more convenient. Obviously rented a car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, but even then it was still cheaper like overall, I think, because we didn't have to deal with fuel and hotels. And hotels. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so um, we, we get into town like I, I want to say it was. Like Wednesday night, the local uh, Porsche dealer in Colorado Springs had a little Pikes Peak uh, event. So a bunch of the drivers were there and the cars sure. were there. So we got to check that out. And Grayson, being the precocious teenager that he is, uh, was able to get a bunch of seat time and a bunch of cool cars. Just by, you know, asking the, yeah. the handler or the driver, hey, can I sit in the car? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. So we got to sit in the uh, in the Radford 62.2. Um, that was the Pikes Peak edition that they built. And so it's the Radford is a... Startup car company, I guess. Basically, it's yeah, it's based on a Lotus, right? Um, with different bodywork and um, a high performance engine, but it's still a Toyota based motor, and uh, really good looking. I mean, it was a full carbon body, naked carbon. With uh, it had the um, John Player special yeah, gold. livery. It is a good looking black car. And gold. And so Tanner Faust yeah, was driving Tanner, that up, and yeah. it's it's center drive. And my old neighbor uh, was the guy behind the chassis and suspension development. Oh, that's cool. So we saw him at the dealership and, uh, he got Grayson in behind the wheels, center drive. Um, and so that was kind of fun for him to sit in that thing. And then, was uh, that, are those events pretty packed? It seems like it would be very, very busy. Yes. And no, it, it was very interesting for something. Like a lot of locals. Kinda. Yeah. Like it was a dealership event, but I mean, you could totally walk around and not be like swarmed with people. I mean, ah, okay. There might be people standing around the car, and you might not be able to get a clear shot of it. Right. But if you just waited like thirty seconds or just walked your way to the front, you could get up close and personal with the car without any problem. So Grayson got to sit in the in the Radford. There, uh, Jeff Swart was there, and he's driving a a, uh, a Porsche. What was it? A nine seventeen nineteen. So there's like 17 or 77 of these cars built. Right. And so he's raced it up Pikes Peak a couple times. The car was there. Uh, Grayson got to go sit in that. And uh, it was just really kind of fun. And that was just a low-key event that was kind of starting off the week-long worth right. of festivities. You were, th- were you there the whole week? We got into town on Tuesday. Uh-huh. And then we left on Sunday. We left the day of the race. Uh, as much as we love like the Pikes Peak festivities and the qualifying we just have no desire to be stuck on the mountain all day for a race. Right. Because um, with any motorsports event, the section of the road that you can see is pretty much all of the race that you can see. And then being on a mountain, 
there's very little uh, cellular connectivity. Yeah, and you can't go anywhere. There's nothing else you to do. You can't go anywhere. You're right. stuck up there. So you can hear the car coming. You see it zoom past, yeah. and then you're back to hearing it again. And they run the cars spaced like 15 minutes apart kind of thing. Is it and that far? I want to say it is just because if somebody wrecks, they don't want somebody running into it. So they have to kind of space them. I don't know what the well, actual... I'm sure they space them. There's no way it's 15 minutes. That's a lot. Well, like running rally, we would run 30, 30 seconds to a minute. Yeah, they're not spaced that closely at all. There, okay. was, there were 66 competitors, and it takes most of the day to run the, the huh. race. They start Interesting. The, I think the first driver goes up at like 7.30 a.m., Okay, and it goes until like 5, 4, 5, somewhere. So they're okay. spacing it at some decent time. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it would be that long, but I've also... I've been to Pikes Peak, but never for the event, obviously. I've just been up there. Yeah, but yeah. I think the thing is, is, like, if you crash, it's not like they can have a, a tow truck around every corner, you know? So it takes a while to get the, you know, rescue or yeah. whatever up yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. And well, and if it's 15 minutes, that's pretty much one car on course at a time. That's what it seems like. And it, maybe it's 10 minutes, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a decent wait. Because even during the qualifying, it was kind of the same way. We just kept waiting and then they would run. Yeah. But at least with qualifying, you're seeing the cars run, but you're only seeing them run one third of the course. Um, you know, in a given zone, because right. they the way the qualifying works is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they each practice on a different section of the mountain, or maybe it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday if they need it. But anyways, they they practice on a different section of the mountain, so the drivers don't actually get to drive the entire mountain in a single shot until race day. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, right. So they're they're just taking that a, took me a second a third of time, yeah. <laughs> And uh, so we had tickets for qualifying on Thursday. Sure. And we get up at 3 a.m. We're at the mountain at about 3.40. The gates open at 3.45 to let spectators. I heard there was a giant cluster this year with maybe not. It was weather. There was rain coming down and snow at the peak. So they they closed the top two sections of the mountain. So we were going to the start line section, the bottom third of the course. And during the driver's meeting, like at 5 a.m., you know, they made the announcement that the upper two courses were going to be canceled because of conditions and visibility. Yeah. And then uh, because of the moisture, the the drivers scrapped the the lower section qualifying as well. Interesting. And I was like, but I bought tickets for this day. Right. I don't have tickets for Friday to go see the qualifying. So I'm like, oh, that sucks. And Grayson was kind of bummed. I was like, ah, no worries. We'll figure something out. I'll, I'll email the organizers and see what they can do. Sure. So... It's now like a little after five in the morning and hungry. Yeah. So we uh, we rolled down the mountain to the nearest Waffle House. Ah, okay. Which just happened to be where several of the race teams ended up meeting up at. So well, next time you should go to the diner where I dropped my motorcycle. <laughs> Is there a little plaque that says? No, there should be. Ryan dropped his bike here. There should be. But the the Waffle House we went to was actually pretty nice for a Waffle House. Yeah. But the um, uh, there's a New Zealand drifter driver named mad mike witted yep and he's racing a 1400 horsepower four rotor rotary engined mazda 3 and so him and his team uh came down and went to the waffle house and then the radford team came down so uh tanner faust and his whole team sure. were down so it was basically grayson and i and two race teams that had the entire waffle house to ourselves right and it that, is early right yeah and that was uh pretty damn fun and it was grayson's first time at a waffle house yeah uh, he didn't know what to expect, and I told him that he hasn't really become a man until he's seen a stabbing at a Waffle House. Did you tell him he probably will never be in a Waffle House at an appropriate time of the day ever again? Because yeah. it's weird that you were there 
at 6 at a.m. normal time. Yeah, at a semi-normal. Yeah. But there wasn't a whole bunch of restaurant options open that early. Oh, I'm sure. So, um, but it was a good choice. So we did that. And then because we had the rest of the day unexpectedly clear, we uh, went back to the to the Airbnb that we'd rented. And then we found some local go-karting tracks. Oh, cool. So we talked about go-karting uh, over breakfast. And then Grace and I found a outdoor track about 25 minutes outside of Colorado Springs in the middle of nowhere, driving down like gravel roads in like farmland. Weird. Totally weird. And all of a sudden there's a, a outdoor go-karting track. And so Grace and I did um, two sessions there, gas-powered outdoor carts. And the guy had like shifter carts and had all sorts of crazy, crazy stuff there. Crazy, that's cool. But the, the track was a, about a half mile. It was a good size track. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. So we did that, and Grayson's all pumped because he's just kicking my ass on the outdoor <laughs> track because he's got the weight advantage. Yeah, sure. And then uh, then I, I hear from Mad Mike. He's like, hey, we're going to go uh, karting at the indoor place. I'm like, yeah. all right, we'll head straight over there. So we went from one karting track to another. That's fun. And the place we went to in – this was more in Colorado Springs proper. was called Overdrive Raceway. I've heard of it. And it's like a K1 if you look at Sonic California. It's an it's a indoor electric karting track. But it's got two floors, mm. an upstairs and a downstairs, and I guess they have a Pepsi sponsorship. So one of the tracks is called the Pepsi track, which mm. is downstairs, and that one kids can race on, youths can race on. Yeah, the youths. The youths. And then the upstairs track is the Rockstar track, and that's 16 plus oh, Okay. to drive that one. So um, we all bought three race packs or yeah. whatever, and then uh, I raced upstairs uh, so, Grayson and I split the rate, the three car pack. So I raced twice. Grayson raced once uh-huh. um, because he couldn't race upstairs. Yeah, yeah. So I raced upstairs against Mad Mike and a bunch of other drivers and, and stuff, and I finished second. That's not bad, Mike, which is not bad. Yeah. And then downstairs, Grayson got to race, and then he finished like less than a tenth a second out of the podium mm. behind me. So I finished third. Oh, you you could also do downstairs. I could do downstairs with him. Yeah, yeah. So he he got to race against Mad Mike, and it was kind of fun for him to be able to be on the same track as yeah, a cool. professional driver. Yeah. Um, and so that was a good time. We we spent a bunch of money on on karting that day, but he something had, to do, and you got, you had fun. Yeah, and he's yeah. now he's totally got the bug for outdoor karting because that was really his first. Stint oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Karting outdoors. You should get him into a shifter cart. I should, but the thing is, is like the the nearest shifter cart facility was at uh, California Speedway. Right, you got it in Paris, I think. It was now. Cal Speed, yeah. and now that that track has been sold and they're resizing it and making it a smaller raceway, they got rid of the yeah. the go karting track. But when I was doing some research, so K one Speed has a bunch of indoor tracks all over, pretty much. I would say the Western U.S. Yeah, that's fair. Because I've seen them in like Seattle and yeah, Oregon yeah, and yeah. stuff like they're, that. They're just they're not California exclusives. Yes. Right. Um, so K1 Speed has a outdoor go-karting facility. They out, do? Yeah, and it's called K1 Circuit. And it's out kind of, if you're in Southern California, it's south of Temecula. So it's kind of like halfway between L.A. and San Diego, but then inland. Yeah. And... They have an outdoor track that they're running with electric carts, huh. and they have, if you're an adult, they have carts that'll do up to 80 miles an hour, and then if you're a youth, the, the carts you can ride up to, I think, go up to about like 40. I need to go there to this place. Yes. So, 
Grayson and I are going to go probably before school gets back into session, just so he gets a taste of it. The the races are similar in price to a K1 Speed, but if a K1 Speed race is like twenty six bucks a race, yeah, a K1 Circuit race is like thirty four. Okay, it's a little more. Yeah, and I think a, a three race package is like ninety bucks. Okay, versus I think sixty five or sure, something like sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. But not terrible. No. So we're gonna go check it out. Yeah, you need to let me know. Yeah, because I too would yeah. like to check that out. You have a need for speed. I do. I like karting. Oh, totally. And I typically do pretty well. Yeah, I, I don't do too bad either. Yeah. And I, I think it's it's fun. And then the fact is that it's outdoors. The right. only concern I have is that part of California. Well, all of Southern California right now is hot as balls. Yes. But well, it's and it's outside, and it's way yeah. far inland. You kind of got to go in the evening. Yes, I, I think that area is. Is that considered a high desert? It's desert. It's desert something, sure. yeah, but I'm yeah. Not sure. Yeah, there's a karting trophy over there somewhere. I'm going to turn around and look yeah. and not see anything. No, you'll just see a trophy and not yeah. notice for payments <laughs> for anything. <laughs> it's a bowling trophy. Oh, dude, I would love a bowling trophy. My grandfather bowled the perfect game once. Did he really? Yeah, 300. And I remember I remember as a kid seeing the, you know, they gave him a pin. Yeah, yeah. And it was up in the bowling alley. That's rad. Yeah. I, I could I can barely bowl 100. I was going to say, like, I think my all-time best was maybe, like, 150, 160. I might have bowled, like, a 180. Yeah. Or maybe close to 200 once. Yeah. I don't but like, I don't care enough. No. No. I, I always went just because it was fun to go with my grandfather. Well, exactly. I yeah. just went just because it's fun. And, like, we've gone. Like, I've gone bowling a few times yeah. in the last couple of years, and it's fun. Yeah. I, I've gone with Grayson a couple of times, but he... Grayson has this ability where he sets this lofty expectation for himself. That and then when can't he, meet it. And then he gets frustrated with himself. Right. When instead of just like, just aim low. Just be like, hey, I'm going to make the ball not teach, go down the gutter. Teach him now. The lower you aim, the less bad it's going to be well, later. Kind of. You know, it's, yeah. it, 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 to an extent. To yes. an extent. I'm not saying that anybody should uh, have super low expectations. But I think it's, a, it's that under promise over deliver, right? So if you sure. set the expectations low, when you when you exceed that you're pleasantly surprised rather right. than i'm gonna hit a home run every game and then that doesn't happen yeah, yeah. disappointed no so. for sure yeah you, you can't i mean i guess it's that thing right where we put more pressure on ourselves than anybody else ever right. does whether or not we realize it yeah and, and grayson i don't know where he gets it from but he does put that pressure on himself and we're like dude just have fun yeah there is something we said about having fun like i you know started doing jujitsu Yes. Which sounds really weird to say out loud, but I've been going to BJJ classes, which is even weirder to say out loud. Yeah. Uh, All and that's Joe Rogan podcast I've rubbed up I, on you. I huh? don't listen to Joe Rogan. <laughs> I don't really care for Joe Rogan. You're, you're um, sliding down that slippery slope with the jujitsu, yo. I know, right? No, but it is. It, you know what? It's a thing where, like, I went into it. Like, I've kind of always wanted to try it. I went into it. I'm going to go have enjoy myself and have fun. And now, like, dude, it's awesome. I'm really enjoying it. Like, I, I go three i'm mean, like three days a week whether i feel like going or not i make my you know i get myself to go and i think the only expectations like i said that nobody has expectations except for me right yeah, and right. it's you know it's all the pressure on me so to how did the whole ju- jujitsu thing start so i've always kind of been interested in it and wanted to try it and i've wa- i've gone to a couple like gyms just to check it out and like you know talk to them and it, you never get like a warm fuzzy feeling uh, it was always just kind of awkward. Were you walking in while there was like a class in session or was not it just nobody there? No, and- not necessarily. But it was always, you never felt like super comfortable. It was like, oh yeah, we're all super hardcore black belts. Like, okay, cool. Uh, and I had randomly got this thing on uh, Instagram, an ad for this 
the gym that I go to now. Yeah. Um, but they were doing this like six week challenge thing. Like if you're interested, come sign up and whatever. And so I went in and talked to him and everybody was super friendly. Everybody was really interested in just like helping and, you know, having you be successful and, yeah. and, and, you know, every, like I said, everybody was really nice. And, uh, I was like, okay, thanks for the info, you know, and I left and I kind of thought about it more and I went back the next day and was like, yeah, sure. Let's just, you know, see what happens. And I used it sort of as a conduit to, I didn't really care. Like they want, they do these challenges where they're like, you know, eat this certain way and do these things. And like, they look at it from weight loss point of view, but I was looking at it as like, I'd like to get involved in, in this actual martial art because I think it's interesting. It's more like, it's really more like playing chess. It's a lot, it's more interesting the more you slow down. And sort of like think about what you're doing and trying to like out kind of think your opponent like chess yeah are you yeah because it's a lot of grappling if i grab his chest he's going to do this you're thinking about stuff like that right and like so it's that part's really cool the techniques are i mean it's called like i think they call it the gentle art so it's very much a different kind of thing um but i use this as sort of my gateway in so i like i full join the gym and everything so i go three days a week and uh take classes and now i'll probably end up going four or more but it's uh it's super interesting and like as weird as this kind of sounds how, is, how does the class program structure work out is it are you on like a three class a week plan is there like an i go whatever plan? i want okay and they do they have jujitsu or they have um what else do they do they do judo they do um like kickboxing they do all kinds of other stuff too. Do they ever do just a, a mashup? Just the jujitsu guys going against the judo they guys? Have a, they have an MMA, like a, an actual MMA class too, if you oh, want wow. to learn kind of how to put it all together. I just think it'd be fun if you have these, you know, you have these stru- well, that is MMA, right? structured yeah. disciplines, but then just all of a sudden like free for all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, it, it, it's super interesting. And yeah, like I said, I can go to whatever classes I want. It just, I happen to be three days a week is like good for me right now. Yeah, the schedule. yeah. As you're ramping up. Yeah, it makes sense. And you're learning like, you know, I go to a fundamentals class most of the time. So yeah. you're just learning a lot of the basics and, and it's interesting. It's like you're, you're learning this stuff and you're like, oh, you know, that's basic, but you're talking to these guys that are black belts. And the, the one guy was like, I won my last fight with this that I learned as a white belt. So like you never forget yeah. like that stuff. And I've progressed enough where I can't remember exactly how many stripes you get per like ranking, but I'm already I have two stripes on my belt, which is cool. I mean, it's a thing that you feel like you accomplish something yeah. and you're doing something. And, you know, as weird as it sounds like there was a, are the stripes electrical tape or something? Or is it like, they're like I don't know, finger tape, I think is what they're, okay. I think they're yeah. athletic tape is what they use. Um, but you know, it was like, Bourdain was an influence in my life and like reading yeah. some of his stuff. He started doing jujitsu kind of later in life too. And I, it was funny you read about it and you see like people become sort of obsessed. I have another friend, Jimmy, that I've been talking to. Uh, we were talking recently and he's also gotten into it in the last, I don't know, a couple of years or year or so. And it becomes kind of an obsession in a way. Yeah. Like you're always thinking about, okay, well, I did this or I, you know, and they, like there's like guys are keeping notes and like journals yeah. and like this is what happened in this role and so like it's w- cool with like with me i mean i'm doing a similar i guess addictive thing with that whole crossfit thing and i've been doing it for years but yeah with me it's like okay if i can't do the movement i can scale right so i can go a lighter weight or i can change the number of reps or do something that that meets my level right but when so much of jujitsu is is head-to-head sparring how do you compensate for the difference in skills or levels there's a lot of like you know whether you're either trying to learn something from it just trying to survive right so like let's say last week i was uh 
we were rolling at the end of class and there was like literally dude i was watching the clock like how long can i go without just getting submitted or picked yeah. right like how long and so there's a little bit of that and then you're learning like i've been rolling with a lot of blue belts so you're constantly learning something from them um and then figuring out you know okay this person did this uh i don't understand that move necessarily so you can even yeah. like there's guys there are super helpful so we'll talk through stuff like hey what the fuck just happened yeah right and so there's a little bit of that but there's also you just i'm learning like right now slow down breathe yeah and understand how am, to control space i am terrible at breathing well even just controlling space is a big thing yeah. right like so okay this person's laying on you how do you make space in this situation how do you do so it's a lot of just some guys are super into technique and some guys are just i weigh a lot and i lay on you yeah so there's it's a mix of stuff so i guess you can you just kind of rely on what you got yeah or what you have and you just sort of figure it out and so what is rolling referred to like the actual that's like the sparring yeah okay yeah and it's rolling around Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but it's cool and like i said i've i've really enjoyed it i'm having a really good time but it's also yeah i'm 44 yeah. So it's not, uh, you know, my, it, I'm sore most days, which is good in a way. Now, how much of that soreness is like bruising, like soreness versus like muscular growth soreness? There's a healthy mix of both. Okay. Um, but I've definitely, so I've had a, a back injury, I don't know, 10 years ago or so I, I injured my back and that's kind of been aggravated again. So it actually led me to go to a sport. We were talking about this a little bit earlier, but a sports chiropractor for the first time. I've never yeah. been to a chiropractor I find it hard to trust a profession that was literally created when some dude uh, had a ghost come to him and tell him <laughs> to. Did you know this whole story? No. It's bizarre. So apparently, the it guy that like invented the, chiropractic, like there's some ghost, literally a ghost told him to invent this thing. Sounds religious. Kind of. And I don't know if I'm making this up or. But, anyways. Um, there needs to be a South Park episode that's about like, this it. is what chiropractors yeah. really believe. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I had never been in a sports car. So I found a guy, weirdly, I was looking into sports massage and trying to find a place local. Yeah. And I happened to be driving over at Palm, like two blocks away okay. on Tustin. I was driving by and I see this sign, Ton uh, Sports Chiropractic, and I looked it up, really good reviews. And I just said, okay, well, I made an appointment for a consultation. And he does. He's very much like, let me understand all the mechanics of what's wrong with you. Yeah. Go through all your symptoms. Let's understand that. And then through PT massage and adjustment, like yeah. find a plan, right? So I started going to him. It hasn't fixed my back per se, but it's definitely getting better. And he's given me things to do in the what interim. What do you think it is? Because I mean, a lot of it's probably like, like a knee bone connected. You know, it's, it's this yeah. whole domino effect where yeah. the root cause is essentially somewhere. I have like a small bulge disc in my back. Okay. Is, is what it comes down to. All right. Um, but that's causing it, it causes, yeah. right. It's soreness. It's a pinch. It also causes my left hamstring to be super tight all the time. So yeah. it's all this different stuff. And basically, we're just trying to figure out. You know, cause your hips are three dimensional, right? And the way that all yeah. works. So we're just trying to figure out how do we adjust back to a place and then give me strengthening exercises. So like my left knee as an example, I have a uh, very little meniscus, so it's mostly bone on bone. But what happens is if I don't do take care of my, my knee muscles, essentially, right? They get, um, I guess <clears throat> out of balance, so to okay. speak. And my patella doesn't gets, track straight Yeah, and it's seriously painful. But if I do things that maintain that mu- that kind of more even muscle structure, I can run. I can yeah. do all kinds of stuff. It's just when I don't take care of those kinds of things. And you learn, like, as, after 44 years and beating the shit out of yourself, you learn certain things. But this was interesting because this is, like, 
you know, you see an old person, they kind of have to unfold themselves very slowly yeah. as they stand up. Mm-hmm. I'm having some of those moments. So it's getting me back to a point where I'm more functional. What's kind of funny is like, you know, the whole reason we're doing this is one is to hopefully help with longevity later in life with physical, mm-hmm. physical conditioning and yeah. stuff. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, my goal is I want to be able to walk a flight of stairs when I'm 80. Right. And here I am, like, you know, just exhausted Doing stuff after that just a workout. Crap out of you. Yeah. yeah. You know, going heavy on deadlifts and squats. And also, yeah. like, the next day, like, I'm going up a stair at a time, just well, holding think, onto the handrail. You know, but I think it's good, right? Because it's not, you're, yes, you feel injured and you feel hurt, but it's like a temporary thing. And right. After when you feel good, like, when I feel good, I feel good and I feel oh, yeah. stronger. Yeah. And I think another thing that was like, with my dad dying, I think that kind of, I realize that I need to start taking better care of myself. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. You know, and I, and not that I haven't been right. necessarily, but it's like, okay, commit to a better letter, like a deeper yeah. level of that. And the thing with, I think with jujitsu that I find interesting is dude, there's guys in there that are like late seventies. Oh, right. I mean, not seventies, sixties, but like yeah. you can, there's dudes that are doing this through their entire life. And as long as you do it right, yeah. you know, I mean, yes, there are a lot of injuries that happen in jujitsu, but yeah that being said you can it's still a thing you can do through life and will be helpful it's cardio it's flexibility it's it's a lot involved so i, I don't know i i'm really enjoying it and i I'm, you know like i said it's kind of become that there's a bit of an obsession and an addiction to it yeah with with jujitsu do they have like regional competitions or anything where you can go show your stuff like oh there's yeah there's big competitions and do you stuff think you do something like that i would like to yeah i'd like to compete once or twice sweep uh, the leg show no mercy yeah right a couple weeks ago like the there was one in la um i guess two or three weeks ago now okay there's one up in la uh oh, it was fourth of july weekend it was the beginning of that weekend they, there was one and a bunch of the guys from the gym all went and they all did really well oh, nice. a couple gold some silver so it's yeah pretty cool and, and it's like i said it's a you know Everybody there's super nice, really friendly. Everybody yeah. gets along. They'll talk about random shit. And it is kind of a nice thing. Like, I mean, I, I have the same social, I guess, uh, benefit to to the CrossFit thing as well. I mean, you're you're in this shared suffering right. with everybody doing the same thing at the same time. So right. they, everybody kind of has that same baseline. And so it kind of sets expectations. But then you also have this common ground. Right. Right. You're all, all dealing with it. So then the camaraderie after the workout, the chit-chat and stuff. And I've gotten to know a lot of the guys at the gym pretty well just because of the conversations you have uh after the workout or whatever so it's it's, it's kind of fun it was also like the thing with you know why part of why i liked playing hockey especially like youth or not youth but like when i got older and played adult league hockey you know you'd go out there beat the crap out of each other and then go have a beer yeah you know and it was cool and it's a it's kind of that same thing like you're in there you beat the shit out of each other hey good job man nice you know whatever and yeah my, my uh my neighbors are, are joining an adult rec league softball league. Oh, nice. And so I said, okay, I'll, I'll give it a try. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played softball in forever. Right. But it's like, all right, well, well, I can do that. I'd love to play again, but I my shoulder, because I can't throw. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting. I mean, my shoulders are always kind of clicky. I mean, I, I have to do some stretching and, and do some work to kind of get make sure my shoulder's in the right position. Right. Um, and when it comes to like weightlifting, anything overhead, so like snatches or overhead squats are always like a, a very cons- concerted effort to make sure I'm in the right positioning yep. and locking out and having my shoulders be active. Um, but in playing catch with Grayson and stuff, like the, the throwing has always been, it doesn't seem to have been a problem, but I don't know what it'll be like in an actual game of softball. Yeah, like I can play catch, but if you want to yeah. like, if I want to hurl the ball, 
and then that I got two of those left, and that's it. Yeah, but it's also like one of those things where it's like this is just for fun. Some of those, dude. Some of those <laughs> adult softball leagues are they're for real, man. One of the uh, one of the companies I worked for back in the day used to have like company picnics and stuff, yeah. and they had to stop playing softball as company because it got too crazy. So many workmen's comp claims. Yeah, yeah. Because they had people that were getting overly um, not combative, but just going too hard. Yeah. And throwing out a, a, a their back or right. breaking a, a leg or something. And it's just like, dude, this is just fun. Yeah, next thing you know, you're going to have like a $300 bat and a $500 glove. And you'll well, be super into it. That's the thing is I don't, I have a baseball glove that's a little on the smaller side. But it's been fine for Grayson's Little League purposes. Sure. I don't have a pair of cleats. I don't have a bat. So it's like, do I need to buy all this stuff? I yeah, mean, you're going to need a bat bag. Yeah, but my neighbors have, have played. Like, they they're... So my neighbors have two sons, and they both play adult rec league softball. And I think the youngest son is like 23. Uh-huh. So they've been playing for a couple of years. They both played high school baseball and stuff. So for them, it's kind of a continuation of their of their baseball playing. So you get pizza after? I don't know. I would hope so. Maybe, but I mean, it's like a Tuesday night thing. Is it a beer league deal? Like, do you drink in the dugout? I don't know. Huh. And so that's that's these are all questions that I guess I'll find out the yeah. answers to soon. When do you start? August, sometime okay. in August. So it starts then. But I, I do know that I, I had an old coworker that he played softball and he did not have the softball physique. But then I realized what is the softball physique? Slightly athletic. Okay. And uh, no, but I, I I learned that the reason why he played softball was for the pizza and beer afterwards, as he should. Right. So I mean that was his priority. I, yeah, I think yeah. the 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 running around for a little bit before the pizza and beer was kind of the incentive but yeah 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 i mean you know i go to class so i can earn a beer there you go even though i probably shouldn't i just drink a light beer Ugh, gross speaking of beer i guess that whole anchor brewing going belly up was a big deal yeah it's a really big deal they've been around for 140 years or something Something like like that that. 147 years i think brewed out of san francisco uh not too long ago they got bought by sapporo and then sapporo decided they weren't profitable well, Sapporo originally was going to cut them down to, I think, brewing one specific beer. Yeah. And then they, yeah, they're going out of business, which sucks. Um, I, it sucks, but also I haven't bought a Anchor Steam in Forever. who knows how long. Yeah. So shame on me, I guess. But the it would be cool if Somebody potentially some them. of the community comes and yeah, buys them. Because that is a... That's history. It is. Yeah, yeah. That, that is a bummer to lose. Well, especially when it got bought by such a a large, you know, multinational corporation, you right. can think they had the stability to kind of keep them around. Yeah, I guess they just aren't selling very well. But I think, you know, how much of that is down to when's the last time you saw an Anchor Steam ad or anything like that? True. Right? So, well, and the other problem is there's so many craft brewers out there and breweries and everything like that. It's yeah. just, it's, you, know, you can only slice a pie so thin, you know, with all the slices yeah. and everything. So it's like, eh, I kind of get it. But you would think that if they had two or three staples, it'd be enough to kind of keep distribution going. But Yeah, it almost seems like, man, every time I go to like Bradley's or Red Hill, there's some brewery I've never heard of. Yeah. And like, so it, it's getting a little. So Taps, the yeah. brew house, they shuttered. They closed the door. The, the, the brewery and all the restaurants. I didn't know the brew. I thought the the brew house or whatever it is on Red Hill. Yep. I didn't all, know that was gone. Everything. Oh wow! It out of the blue. I guess the 
the owner had brought in some management and then somehow everything got screwed. And then they, the owner says they're coming back, but for the time being, everything's closed up completely. And yeah. from a beer standpoint, I'm a casual. Their beers are okay. Well, I'm a, I'm a casual beer drinker. I'm not an enthusiast. I don't really have a diehard brand that I, I support. I'll, I'll try them all. I just don't like IPAs. But the restaurant side of things, I really did like taps. The Bear Room is already back. Is yeah. it really? Yeah, it says they're open. They're already back. They, right. um, the Barrel Room. Have you been to the Barrel Room? No. Okay, so it's the one on Red Hill. They have their like they have a dedicated food truck, so yeah, it's yeah. not the same food as Taps, right? But they have a Bon Me hot dog. Yes, that is insane. I think I had that with you one time when we you were probably there. it's yeah. so freaking good, man. It is really good. But yeah, the uh, the interestingly the brew house was put there because Irvine would not let him brew beer at the restaurant. Right. Yeah. So. So he moved across. Well, yep. he set up across the street, and then. Man, I want to go to Brewery X so bad right now. Talk, talking about pizzas and beers. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So it says Taps Fish House closes them in accusations of financial mismanagement. Ooh. And the and this is the Taps Brewery and Barrel Room image that they're using in the. Uh, oh LA yeah, Times that's funny. That's the wrong wrong place. Yeah. But yeah, the the Barrel Room thing's open again. Um, and I like that spot because I don't, I don't, to be honest with you, I didn't like the restaurant that much. Yeah, they're saying that from there, the story of the collapse of a $30 million restaurant group gets as cloudy as a hazy IPA. Oh, that's cute. That's, yeah, that's cute. cute. Yeah, but so I, cute. I mean, for me, it was just like the beer part I didn't really care about as yeah. much as like the restaurant side of things because I really liked the restaurant. It was, oh, a, okay. it was casual but still kind of nice like almost semi-formal like, yeah it was a weird mix yes yeah yeah like you could go in in shorts and a t-shirt but they had white linen tablecloths right yeah but i liked almost, it it's yeah. like kind of like capital grill kind of yeah. vibe, but maybe not as pretentious as capital oh, grill man. but i you know where i haven't been in a long time capital grill houston well that too but houston's oh i haven't been in forever but i mean between those two so places good. i would choose capital grill over would houston's. you really yeah oh man houston ribs Okay. Well, I haven't so had the ribs there, so maybe ribs that's good. They they don't do prime rib anymore, but they're actual ribs. ribs like yeah, yeah, baby backs or St. Louis or whatever they are. Those are really good. Yeah, Joey and Newport's <laughs> good. I'm hungry apparently. Did you not eat lunch? I did eat lunch. I had some uh, pork loin. Okay. And a, and a half of an avocado. All right. So that sounds pretty good. I was out building a planter box. Yes. And just had to eat really quick. When do you get to plant crops in the box? I don't know. I'm not the soil and plant person. I'm the, I can build it. Yeah, you're the yeah, contractor. The, yeah, the contractor. So, uh, you know, it's funny though. I went to Home Depot like a week ago, bought all the stuff that I needed. Yeah. Dumped it on the side of the house and was like, it's too hot. Yeah. And that just sat. And then finally today, I was like, I'm just going to, I'm sick of looking at it. Because it's not going to get any colder between now No, and it then. didn't. It's only getting hotter. And, you know, I've got a, got a rotary saw and a, you know, yeah. equipment. Might as well do it. So, yeah. And I guess if you start early enough in the day, it's, I not started terrible. At, at 1130, which is not early enough. Nope. Nope. Because I got up, went to the park, had to come home from the park because I forgot the dog's leash. Oh. Went back to the park. So by the time I got situated, it was a little later than I wanted it to be. You posted a picture of a guy with a bird on his shoulder in the park. Yeah. So there's a gentleman power walking. Here's what a couple weird things. Power walking in sandals. Okay. Which like, is I mean, the dude the was most... on a mission. Yeah. Maybe he had to shit himself. Or... Maybe. Carrying. No. No. Because he was just doing laps. Carrying a cane. Okay. With a parrot on his shoulder. Did he have a peg leg? No. But it was bizarre. I will say that I mean he was booking bird owners they're, are they're odd odd people and I don't know why but I've met 
bird or people with like parakeets or parrots and it's all it's all slightly strange and i but i, I it's inexplicable as to why it is the way it is um but maybe it's just i don't have that attachment to a bird and so to see somebody just be so ga- you know gaga over it's weird man there was a lady this is years ago but the little mini target down the street yes there was a woman in a tesla who was okay you know how when traffic you're supposed to go one direction down a parking area yeah and you're a jerk if you don't go the other way yeah well they not only did they not go they weren't necessarily going the wrong way they pulled in and and so there's free chargers yeah where you just pull into the charger Uh well this lady decided she needed to back into the charger and did a 200 point turn (laughs) and i i was like no so i was in this is my colorado actually i pulled up just as close to her as i could get yeah and just made it worse for her because i didn't understand what she was doing at first yeah right so i was just like waiting for her to move and she never moved anyways she had a bird (laughs) <laughs> and of course she brings it in a target she's walking like yeah it's so gross and it's like crapping all over her back yeah because even like in hawaii like in maui we've gone there's always there's this one guy that's got a, a crap ton of like parrots and then you can pay him to get your picture taken with the parrots on your shoulder no thank you but that guy's creepy as all hell and it's just such a weird experience i there's a dedicated avian vet right over here right on the corner yeah yeah yeah. no i don't ever want to go in there could you imagine well the thing that i i know about parrots is they live a long time yeah dude some of them like you have to will them to people yes yeah and i don't know of anybody willing to take a parrot like i mean you you can rehome an old dog pretty easily we had an old neighbor when i was god man i must have been in like elementary school yeah and you would go to their house and there was constantly a baby screaming it was a freaking bird they had a bird that would just cry that mimic the baby oh my oh dude it was bad like you you did this on purpose (laughs) like that thing didn't just show up you you picked this yeah no it's freaking weird man it's super weird. That being said, do you see that article about the parrots that were cussing at people at the zoo and they had to remove them? No, but I've heard punchlines to jokes along those same lines. So there were these parrots that had basically like were, learned. Yeah, yeah, and they would taunt each other to like cuss at the tourists or the people at the zoo. So they removed them. I think they should have put them in like their own little area and you pay extra. The adults only. Yeah. Yeah. And you have like lunch with parrots cussing at yeah. you. Yeah. Hey, ass face. Yeah. I'm yeah. fine with that. That's I would fine. totally be down with that. Yeah. It's like. It's like going to a teppanyaki experience. It's an experience, <laughs> right? <laughs> like you get a you whole pay thing to be out insulted. Of it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, isn't isn't that like there's some restaurant where that's their shtick, right? Oh yeah, yeah. There was a what was it called? But everybody's super rude to you. Ed DeBevix, like the the diner, like the fifties diner where they're all just dicks to you. And then there was yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, so I mean, I would pay extra too. That's the only real I think uh, scenario I want to be trapped with a parrot in. I don't know if there's any scenario where I'd want to be trapped with a parrot. The tiki room at Disneyland's fine because they're fucking fake. Well, yeah, that one's fine. And it's it's the novelty. You're like, okay, this is cute. Yeah. It's not sitting on somebody's shoulder. It is also kind of creepy, though. Power walking through a park. Like the whole little show there is a little creepy. Yeah. At the tiki room. Yeah. 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 But for real, Teppanyaki, Cokies, my friend. Yes. I know we haven't gone. We haven't gone in a while. My nephew had his birthday at to- at Cokies. Yeah. Is he double digits yet? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Ten. So they did. We got basically 
two tables because there were enough of us. Oh, damn. And it was. So the tables are U-shaped. Yeah. So, so they you had the whole. The whole square. Correct. Yeah. We had the whole square. And they're the grills, I guess. Right. The chefs were back to back. essentially. Correct. It ended up sort of being a kid's table and an adult's table. Okay. It wasn't on purpose, but that's how it all shook out. And the guy that we had at our table, at the adult's table. Yeah is hands down one of the funniest dudes I've ever had at Cokie's in the most inappropriate ways. So my two brother-in-laws, they shared one of the like big platters. Yeah. And the guy's like, Oh my God, how cute. How long you've been a couple, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he's talking about, he was talking about how the other chef, he's like, yeah, I keep trying to get him to go out with me, but he won't go out. Well, dude, I, we were all dying the entire time. He's right. one of the absolute funniest. And it was like crazy inappropriate, but crazy hilarious. It's the best Cokie's experience I've ever had. Nice. It was funny. I've never had a dude that's that funny there. Grayson is in love with one of the chefs. I believe his name is like Michael. Is he the dude that? Uh, He's a younger guy. Yeah, and he, but every single time you go is the same. He makes the joke about, oh, okay, double cheeseburger. Is it that guy? I don't know. I don't that that does not seem familiar. Okay, but it's gotten to the point where if we go, we Grayson asks to see if he could be our chef. All right, so it's hit or miss. But we we've had him, I think, two or three times now. And and what's so, so great about him? I don't know. I see. I mean, he's amusing. He's he's entertaining, but yeah, yeah. he's not like foul like your chef was. Or oh, this guy was talking of- about lady boys, and yeah. he was talking about how he's like, yeah, you know, I go back home, and like, <laughs> he's like, I'm trying to get this guy to come be my husband in Vietnam. Oh my god, dude, we were freaking <laughs> dying. And then he was asking about like whose kids belong to who yeah and he was saying how like he's like oh yeah this one looks like you oh this one got your jeans talking to my brother-in-law I yeah. was like, oh my god because they were sharing it it was freaking hilarious man nice but yeah i don't know there's a, there is one guy so the other chef that we had that did the kids yeah he's i've had him before and he's very it's obvious he's got a routine and yeah a by the book it's like oh butterfly yep. egg roll but yeah. he's also like Oh, okay, you know when he verifies everybody's food, he's yeah. like, "Okay, you're having a double cheeseburger. You got tater tots." Like, yeah, <laughs> ah, 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 so funny. Yeah, it, but but it's very much the same because I'd but had even, him before and recognized all the. the but benches. even when it's that schmaltzy kind of like lame routine, it's still an entertaining experience. Yeah, I though would like to go back with like another group of adults and see and get another <laughs> another round of. Uh, inappropriate cokies yeah i'd be down it's so freaking oh man it was awesome it was hilarious yeah i think the last time we were there was at lunch last time yeah a long time you ago. and i went together yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with grayson but i think the last time we went as a family i think it was it's probably been about a year oh it's, yeah it's been a while that's a while yeah it's uh I, I love the place i think i've been three times in the probably the last six months yeah you've you've been quite a bit yeah not necessarily like on purpose just like a hey let's go all right yeah and i have, was gonna say no to that have gotten pretty lucky because normally it's reservations are hard right. to get but if you're if you're going in as a table of two or a group of two it's yeah it's not easy. too bad squeezing at the end of a table yeah or something like yeah that. and it is it's always fun when you like sometimes you get a good group yeah that's and sometimes you get people that are very much like why am i sat with other people this is bullshit and yeah. they'd want nothing to do with anybody else and it is kind of funny to watch them because you can tell they're fun. Yeah. They're super fun. You're, they're the ones that you hope they get smacked in the face with a piece of, of shrimp flying right. at them because they can't catch it. The You know, the rice thing is intimidating, though. It like is. where they throw the rice at it's like it's, it's pressure to perform. But I'm pretty good at it. Are you? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm usually the second try. Yeah. Yeah. If not the first, definitely the second. Yeah. But I mean, it's I'm comfortable enough to 
to keep trying. Yeah, sure. I've had overall good accuracy. So but. my little niece, so I was sitting at the, I was like the last seat of the U yeah. and then just across the aisle was my little, littlest niece, smallest, youngest. We'll go with youngest. All of those. Yes. So she was like asking me, she kind of was like, I don't know if I'm super into this. And I told her like, this is going to be so much fun. It's going to be awesome. Cause one of my, I think my oldest niece told her it was dumb. Avery, stop. <laughs> I don't know if that's really what she said. But anyway, so, um, but we were, I was like, oh, it's going to be so awesome. It's amazing. I said, Cam, if you try to catch a piece of rice, I'll, I'll do, do it. it. Yeah. And she's like, okay. And she actually did it. It All was right. awesome, dude. It was so cool to see her like, heck yeah. And then my my little nephew, I'll have to show you the picture. It's hilarious. He's sitting in my lap while they're doing the um, the volcano. Yeah. And he is not pleased. Like really? his face is like, what is this bullshit? I don't like it's this. It's too hot. I don't Get like me it. Out of here. Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah, Grayson gets all excited when he sees him like filling up the the onion volcano. You got to do it at home, man. You got to learn how to do it. <laughs> That's true. We can yeah, do it at home. I've got the I've got a griddle. Yeah. We actually want to do. I want to do like four or five different colored pancake mixes and have my nieces and nephews over and they can do like pancake Draw the art. Pancake, yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. There's we, apparently a restaurant you can do that in San Diego. They don't have one here. Is but there's a one of my friends has gone to Tom's gone. He's okay. taken his kids a couple times. In Maui, there's a place called Slappy Cakes. And they, same idea. Same idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to a holiday party last December with uh, one of Jeanette's coworkers. It was at their house, and they hired a pancake artist to come over. And she, <laughs> wait, she wait, had wait, wait, all, wait! They hired a pancake artist. Yeah, yeah like yeah. that's a thing. That's a thing. Okay. And she had all the different colored uh, batters and yeah. stuff, and you could tell it. You know, oh, I want Bart Simpson, and it's like you know does it and flips it over and holy shit it's bart simpson that's pretty cool it was pretty rad and how like, do they do that without burnt like i figure we just all get burnt i think it's the temperature they, they set the griddle just like lower. low enough interesting you know? and uh yeah it was fascinating i mean you can give them like like oh spongebob with a six-pack and they're like okay you know and here you go there's spongebob do they with a taste good or is it just an art thing it's like you're supposed to eat it Oh yeah, and you can, but it, you're. I, I think you're right. It is more about the the experience than it is about the taste. Right. Like if you wanted awesome pancakes, you. That's not it. That's not it. I see. But it was still fun. Yeah. No, I can see it being fun. It's just interesting to see. Like, imagine you meet somebody. Oh, yeah. What do you do for a living? I'm a pancake artist. You're what? Well, there's sandwich artists. Also, not a thing. <laughs> Subway says otherwise. Yeah. Well, Subway is not even a real sandwich. Yeah. That so is, that that's my true. opinion. So you went to Home Depot. I did, and I bought lumber and you got and some, some tools, bricks. Well, I didn't buy. No, you bought the circular saw. The circular saw I got off uh, Amazon. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, it was a thing because I had a bunch that we had a bunch of like scrap on the side of the house that had to be cut. Yeah, and I was like, we only have hand saws, and that's dumb. So yeah. I just ordered one next day and then cut all the scrap. Yeah, because you had the battery, so you might as well. Exactly, because it's a Bosch one, and so, so I had to do a bunch of other random stuff. But the planner building the planner box and things were on the list anyways so i've had a couple of trips to lowe's and lowe's is i like lowe's within walking distance of my house so i lowe's is fine yeah um the but for the most part i don't ever need customer support i I can go in i know what i need i can get it i can get out but unfortunately today i had to rely on two separate employees to, to help me one was um so later this summer Jeanette, Grace, and I are going up to to Hatchby. Grayson's going to Woodward West yep. for a skate camp for the weeks. He's going skateboarding. Is he only doing skateboards? He's only doing skateboards. Got it. Okay. And uh, so he's going to camp, and we won't see him for a full week. And Jeanette and I are staying locally at a little rented house. And the house doesn't have a pool, and to Hatchby gets a little warm. 
That's what I've heard. So we rented, or we rented, we bought a cheap inflatable pool that we happened to see our neighbor using for the 4th of July for their kids, and it was pretty damn big. It's like eight foot diameter. Where do you even get this? Online. Oh, It was okay. an Amazon Intex brand. You know, Are you they, sure it's not like a dog pool? No, no. It's a full-on inflatable pool. It's got a bench in it, Jeez. an inflatable bench. You can right. sit on it. And, yeah. And the adults were sitting on it during the 4th of July, so it holds weight. Okay. And the big secret that I never really thought of is they had uh, the interlocking foam tiles underneath the, the kiddie pool. So like the, the gym mat. Yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. like half-inch thick foam. Yeah. They lined the bottom of the pool and put the pool on top of it. So they they had like an eight-foot square of so there's, foam. Wait, so it's underneath the pool but also in the pool? No, no. I meant underneath the pool. Oh, okay, you, okay. Yeah, yeah. But when you're standing in the pool, you can feel the foam. Yeah, then it's much more nicer on your feet. Yes. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. So Lowe's has 24 square foot or they're 24-inch uh, tiles. Okay. And it gets you, I think it's 24 square feet when you get it all assembled. Yeah, yeah. So it's a 12 by 10 or something something like that yeah, but yeah. it's it's uh it was only 11 bucks for a package and that same for the whole thing for the whole thing oh and, wow and that same quantity on amazon like 25 bucks. yeah sure so i got two packages problem is is i walk in and i know where the foam interlocking tiles i find a section and it's not there and i'm looking at the model number looking at the tags it's not there so i have to ask an associate i got it on my phone on the on the lowe's website it says yeah. there's 34 in stock but it usually tells you where it is in the aisle, right. like aisle and bay. It doesn't. So the guy's like, oh, I got to get somebody. And then he gets the, they've got the little iPad or iPhone. Sure. They look it up and he's like, it's in aisle 38. And like, that's where we are. Yeah. that's We're standing there. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're looking around. And so he talks to somebody in the flooring department. They goes like, oh, it's at the very top. It's in brown boxes. And it's at the end of the, it's like the aisle end cap so it was slightly around the corner oh okay way at the freaking top so then i gotta wait for somebody to get the little hoist to get all the way up there to bring the box all the way down so this whole can you find this to me actually getting my hands on the the foam tiles was 12 minutes that's not terrible not terrible but lengthy yeah then i'm like okay i'm getting some masonite grayson got um a brand new bed um we he's growing and that's what happens with children that does happen when yep. you feed them and, and let them sleep yes they uh and so he had outgrown his his twin bed and so now he's up into a full bed so we got a brand new bed new mattress and everything got delivered yesterday so i put it all together and when you put the mattress on the platform you can totally see the platform the mattress yeah, i think that's how most platform beds are though there's no perfect mattress like i, I think even my guest beds like that. yeah yeah but the the base for his bed is pine one by three slats right and so all you see is just unfinished wood yeah all around the perimeter of the mattress look. it's not a great look and it's fine once you have the comforter on sure sure but otherwise you're seeing all that and then it's a the bed has drawers underneath so because of that um the pine uh strips if he drops something, it falls right down into the drawers. Oh, okay. So I'm like, all right, that looks kind of janky. I'm going to get some masonite, cut it, and then drop it in, and it'll just make a nice flush surface. How'd you get the sheet home? Well, I had to get it cut first. Oh, you had them cut it. And that is oh, the next pain point. That's so fun. So there was nobody in the lumber section. Uh-huh. So I walk up to the front to the pro the pro services contractor desk. And I'm like, hey, can you call somebody over to run the panel saw? Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll send somebody over. So I have the two sheets of masonite. I know the dimensions I need. Yeah. You know, I, I needed it at uh, 75 inches by 27 and a half inches. Uh-huh. 
and those two side by side will fill we'll the the bed. So I had to buy two four by eight sheets of masonite, and just waiting, waiting on the guy. And of course, the guy that gets there is like he he's so annoyed that he has to do it. And it's like, well, what the fuck? You That's know your me. job, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, we don't do exact cuts. I'm like, I know. What do you mean you don't do exact cuts? They don't guarantee like precise. But I'm like, you've got a tape measure. You've got the blade there. You can get pretty damn close. I'm like, if you're within an eighth of an inch, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, um, and so, you know, get it cut. So it's both of those experiences were just realization that there ain't nobody in the damn stores anymore. Like, right. When I bought Grayson's bed yeah. and mattress, Jeanette and I, we went to Macy's on a Friday evening, like about 6.30-ish. The store closes at 9. Mm-hmm. And then the entire Macy's furniture section is one entire floor. It was empty. There was one salesperson. Doing what? Selling. Helping somebody else. One, yeah, so we had yeah. to wait till that person was done. We told them, okay, we want this, this, we need it delivered. Yeah. Even though we knew exactly what we wanted and knew exactly, you know, we still had to wait for the transaction. It was a whole Weird. lengthy process. And, of course, then there a line forms waiting on her after she's done with us. So it's, it's interesting in this whole, you know, in this atmosphere of online sales with retailers that really could benefit from this in-store purchasing where you're actually looking at a large piece of yeah, furniture. Yeah, you want to see it. Right. A mattress you want to try out. Yeah. You can't do that on a click and buy site, you know, real easily. And same thing with like Lowe's, you can't buy pre-cut lumber online. Right. So it's like, just get some basic manpower in the stores. I mean, there's enough customers in there. Yeah. And, and half the registers at Lowe's have been ripped out for those self-service kiosks. Yeah. So you know they're saving on manpower there. So it's interesting actually that you say that because now that I think about it, I was at Home Depot a different time. What was I looking for? I was looking for something. And I remember going up and down some aisles to try to find what I was looking for. And there was a guy with must have been like four or five new hires because he was explaining like all the <laughs> plumbing coding and shit to yeah, them. Yeah. And rather than be like, here's a teachable moment. This dude looks lost. Let's ask him if he needs some help. They just ignored Completely you? ignored me. Yeah. And then they're standing in front of what I needed. And I was oh. like, excuse me. Excuse excuse, excuse, excuse Can you yeah. get it? Get the f- yeah. That was annoying. Yeah. I'm almost- And the self-serve kiosk, though, it's funny. So I bought when I bought the lumbers, if I had to get they're basically just you know, poured concrete sort of blocks, but they have slots in them. So yeah, the so boards, you stack. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, they don't have tags to scan. Right. Right. So you're at the self-serve kiosk. Well, Home Depot won't let you look up a SKU. No. So I had it on my, I had the SKU on my phone because I oh. had looked it up to make sure they yeah. had them in stock. And so she came over, the, the woman came over and she, oh, I got to unlock this certain code or whatever. Yeah. And I, she, she goes, oh, I have to go help this other customer. So the thing's unlocked. I popped in the SKU, did everything. And she comes out, oh, you had it all. I was like, yeah. She's like, I'm supposed to do that. I was like, well, it's too late. I did it. Yeah, you didn't do it. Yeah. And so just paid and left. But it, what a pain in the ass. Yeah. And it, it's it's like retailers wonder why they're losing business to online retailers. It's like all you really had to do was just throw some bodies out there. Yeah. And I understand, yeah, it's, it's a whole profitability thing. But it's like you're freeing up manpower by not manning the registers. Or you've got one employee for like four checkouts right. so it's clearly you've got you've three extra employees that you could be putting in other parts of it's the store weird that somebody would be annoyed meanwhile to the, do their job meanwhile go to the ace hardware down the road here yeah and there's almost more employees than the customers yeah and they're super helpful i've had good luck at at ace or like true value mm-hmm. but there's none near me anymore like, oh yeah you know they, they were around but they've all folded up yeah. and, and honestly 
Lowe's is, I could maybe see the parking lot from my backyard. Right. So it's that close where it's like, all right. I, and I don't mind Lowe's. It's just as long as I don't need anybody there. Yeah. If I don't need like. If I don't need to talk to anybody, it's fine. Well, it's fine. Yeah. But like if I don't need actual lumber or they have a good plant selection at the Home Depot over here. Yeah. I'll go to Ace every time. All right. It's where I go get my propane tanks filled. It's where I go buy all the random little crap that I need. I bought the paint for this cabinet there. Your your rattle can yeah. chalk paint. That was I even masked that thing. I, I cared so much. Oh wow! Yeah, that was that was a big deal. You've upcycled your brand new IKEA purchase. I did. <laughs> I did actually, which is fine. Yeah, it we works. we dropped some coin at IKEA for Grayson's room remodel because his old bed was IKEA a twin bed. Is not cheap anymore. No, it is not. Even that, we went there for lunch. You're like, oh, oh yeah, the, the meatballs? meatballs. Yeah, dude, like d- uh, lunch for three was like almost forty bucks. That's crazy. Yeah, we. I bought that cabinet. The I have a cabinet in the garage that's like holds all my motorcycle jackets and yeah, it's got yeah. shelves for helmets and stuff. That thing was like 250 bucks. Yeah, Grayson bought, or we didn't, Grayson didn't buy it. Sure. We bought it for Grayson. He selected. Yes. Actually, no, Jeanette selected. He approved. I see. Because it was idea. a choice of two colors, right? Really. Yeah. It's all it came down to. But the um, Grayson's old bed was what they called a mid-loft bed. So it was a twin bed, but the actual bed sat about three inches. Three feet off the yeah, ground. Yeah, it has like storage under it. It had right. a bookshelf and a three-drawer dresser underneath it. And the whole backside had uh, open storage. So it had magnetic uh, push-latch doors yeah, on yeah. either side. And so that's where he hid all of his Lego bins and his sure. Hot Wheel bins. Well, they don't make those in a full-size or not really cool-looking ones. Yeah, yeah. And so we went with a traditional full bed, but it had drawer units underneath it. So at least he can keep his clothes there. But then the footprint got much bigger, and he still needed a place to stash all his Legos and right. all his Hot Wheels. So it was surprisingly difficult getting a kid to go through his shit and decide what to keep and what not to. It's kind of hard to do that as an adult sometimes. Yes, but I think it's it's because we're impartial. Like, none of the stuff has really any meaning to us. Yeah, right. Right? You know, he's like, oh, but that came from Aunt Judy. Sure. Or this came from Uncle Bob. And you're like... All right, so yeah. you didn't, never did anything with it. It just sat on a shelf. Like, okay, what are you going to do about it? And so trying to get him to go through those things and and, and get rid of stuff right. took a while. And it got to the point where it's like, all right, Grayson, we're going to put everything into this bin. And if you don't look at this bin, everything in this bin is going into trash. You know, and then he was like, oh. And then once you gave him kind of like that, that hard timeline, sure. he would go through and sort. But if you told him, hey, just go through one by one, and it just took too long. It is. I mean, yeah, it's easy to not do it. Yeah, but that yeah. IKEA trip for that, he got a, a bookshelf, like a glass cabinet with like locking doors. Oh, they lock. That's fancy. Yeah, yeah I don't, it didn't need to lock. Yeah, it's sure. not really all that secure. Right, right, right. But a nice decorative cabinet, and then some bins to organize his closet. And uh, so he has a cabinet that he can fit stuff underneath. We spent five hundred bucks. Yeah, it used to be IKEA furniture was cheapish. Yeah, and now it is notish. No, at all. Yeah, it was. It was kind of surprising, and it, it was funny because when we got to the checkout, or as we were approaching the checkout, Janet's like, "What do you think it'll be?" I'm like, "I'm gonna guess five She's like, "Oh no, it'll be like like four, three fifty four. I was like, "No," because every single one of those bins was fourteen dollars. Yeah, and we've got six of those, and then so that's almost a hundred bucks there, yeah. and then you know you doing the math and it's like ah oh man you should have um if as far as the storage and stuff goes container store right now has it's a not thing. cheaper though no but they have a thing um 
where it's a back to school deal. It's 25% off through September. That's not bad. No. Yeah. We I just up, bought a bunch of bins from them. Yeah. So we bought a couple of bins for the closet. We bought a new shelving unit for his closet. Okay. And then we bought the, the shelving unit for his Lego display. Right. And so we've got, we were able to declutter his room enough that everything fits him in his new level of storage. Now we just need to curtail his Hot Wheel shopping. Because he still likes going out and picking up Hot Wheels, especially when they're uh, what they call treasure hunt. Or the super treasure hunt. Yeah. I'm unfortunately part of a Hot Wheels group on the internet. Yes. Uh, I joined it only because I have that Hot Wheels. Did you get rid of that jacket? No, I need to sell it. Um, Just take some skanky photos with it. Just you and nothing else in in that shirt. But what's funny, like these people are grown ass men. Oh, yeah. Are getting to like Target. Uh huh. First thing in the morning, running to the Hot Wheels aisle. Yep. Or like paying off hot, uh, target Employees. workers to go through stuff for them. Yeah. So Grayson got a treasure hunt yesterday, and it's like a Jeep Cherokee. And I don't really understand it. So those are just the rarer ones, but they're marked? They're marked. So the, the card on the back behind the car the, through the plastic window, if you yeah. look behind it, it's a circle with like a little flame sure. side profile. And the car itself will have that same icon somewhere on the ground. It just means they're the more rare? Basically. All right. But I don't know how rare it truly is. Right. But I do want to go to their store, though. So I've heard mixed things about that. I've heard it, it's great, the Mattel store. Yeah. Like an El Segundo. Yeah. But I've also heard the prices aren't, they're just retail. I think it, well, yeah, and I would expect that. I think it's more about just go check it out and see what it's like. But then you'd have to deal with all those guys that are running through Target to get the Hot Wheels in the morning. Yeah. I mean, they have other stuff. Maybe. Barbie. Maybe there's some Barbie aficionados. Yeah, Grayson got into uh, the treasure hunt thing sort of recently. And I guess it was one of those YouTube. Yeah. He, he stumbled across some videos and learned kind of what they were and then started just kind of keeping an eye out for them. And so he's got, I think he's got like four or five of those now. Uh-huh. And they're just random. Some are, Is he going to like flip them? That's what I don't understand. He's like, oh, this is worth more money. I'm like, it's not worth money to until whom? you sell it. Right. Yeah. So it's like, what now? Maybe he could do a, a bur- burgeoning, burgeoning eBay Hobby? business. eBay? Maybe. Nah, eBay's kind of shit these days. I don't know what else you would put it on, though. Yeah. Speaking of, of eBay and selling shit, I've got to get rid of Grayson's old bed. Uh-huh. So I, I put it up on Facebook. Not Next Facebook, door or Facebook Marketplace? Not Facebook Marketplace. Oh, I, I just created a post and said, hey, buddies, getting rid of this, it's been well taken care of, don't need it. Yeah, yeah. You guys want it? 250 bucks. you can have it. Otherwise, I'm putting it up on Craigslist for sure. four. four for 400 because basically I know it'll get haggled down to like 250. So I put it up on Craigslist for 400. Got one inquiry. Is it still available? Yes, it's available. Then nothing. Then nothing. So then I dropped the price and I think it's now it went from 400 now I have it at 3. Uh-huh. I think I might actually have to make my very first Facebook Marketplace listing. Because usually by now, I, I would have gotten a couple of emails and inquiries. But when I look at the furniture yeah. for bedding for sale by for sale by owner, yeah. it's almost all dealers. Oh, yeah. It's all like spam. Right. like, And so maybe it's not standing out on that. So I'm going to check out Facebook Marketplace just to see what kind of beds are being sold. And then maybe I'll try listing it on there. But Good luck. I hate the place. I know. I have literally told somebody on Facebook Marketplace... I will sooner light it on fire. Yes. That these people are terrible. I saw an article from the, the drive this morning on social media, and it was an older article from a couple of years back where a guy was selling his like 70 Camaro. Yeah. And he kept, 
he was getting tired of all the lowball offers and stuff for his car that he did a live stream where he took a sawzall to his car because he said rather rather than trying to sell it to you assholes, just fuck all y'all. Yeah, I'm just gonna demolish. I mean, it at a certain point, yeah. like I have a, I just sold a coffee table. It's a three hundred dollar coffee table. Yeah, uh, I think I had it up for like two hundred bucks. Somebody, did you would literally get people go twenty? Yeah, and you deliver. Oh, yeah, I know. It's How like, about well, fuck you? Yeah, did it say twenty dollars and I'll deliver it in the ad? No, it's just like, or what's the lowest you'll go? It's literally listed. Yeah. So I've I in this house I am no longer allowed to Facebook Marketplace. I am not the person that does that. I will. I refuse to talk to these people. Oh, I th- I thought it was your your ability was taken away from you. Like you were no. It's more like you you, it, you won't do it. I won't do it because yeah. I'm the person that will tell them to go f themselves. Yeah. It's, I but. Why did it get to be this way? Is it this this whole impersonality of, of online transactions? I think that's like, part of it, but I, I don't I don't know completely. I'm sure that's part of it. But like, so when you're on, have you listed anything on Facebook at all? I've never listed anything, but I, I have. I can't get away from the fucking ads. Sure, but if somebody I hit the X in the top corner, it's so annoying. It comes back. I'm like, I'm not interested in any of the shit you're showing me. But if somebody. Okay, so let's say you list something up, right? Yeah. And somebody says, is this available? You can look at their profile, but it's their marketplace profile. Yeah. And half of these people... Are just flipping. Exactly. Yeah, and I, so they're just listing all the shit, and they're obviously dealers. Yeah, when we had Colin on, and he was talking about his A86. Yeah, exactly. He, we were talking about this before. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's a total... It's horse shit. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes you just need to get rid of stuff. Exactly. And that's the thing. is, it's like, I've got it disassembled. It's in the garage. Yeah. But I'd like to get my garage space back. Right. And so at a certain point, and uh, Salvation Army won't take it. They don't take big stuff like that anymore. Yeah, and the, the hard part is, is it's disassembled, so it requires assembly. I, I have all the hardware the stuff baggied, labeled, and taped to the corresponding parts. Mm-hmm. So I did everything I could to make it easy to reassemble. Right, but it's still going to require somebody to put it back together, and yeah. it's not an easy. I mean, you need a, a full size pickup truck, right, to easily transport the headboard and footboard because they're. 59 inches tall right. by, you know, 40 some odd inches wide. So it's like, it's not going in the back of your station wagon or your minivan. Well, that was, a, that's always funny too. Like people be like, well, will this fit in my 89 Saab? I don't fucking know. Yeah. I put the dimensions in the ad. You yeah. I have no out. idea. Yeah. That's not my problem. If is it a convertible? Yes. it'll. Fit. Yeah. Right. There was a kid. Uh, I had that kitchen table, uh, that had, you know, it was a, a, that nice, it was a pretty nice mid century yeah. walnut table with four chairs kid from long beach bought it and he's like will it fit in my jetta i was like i don't i don't know dude maybe but once you get it outside i don't care yeah and he was like no i get it and he took it out he took the legs and stuff off of it on the sidewalk i was like i'm not yeah yeah it's yours now now. yeah good luck i'll i'll help you put it in the back of your car that's about Uh, as far as i'll go i don't even want to do that but i'm not tying it down i'm not you know moving anything else i'll just give you a hand yep that's as far as i'll go yeah that's about yeah that's about it i would i did help somebody lift something into the back of their truck but that's about it yeah i don't care otherwise exactly i just don't i don't know selling stuff to your point like people are so entitled i just yeah i can't i can't deal with these fucking people i don't know how do you like how do you make that like a kinder easier experience like i there's also the, there's those like buy nothing groups. Oh yeah, we're and talking. you'll post something for free, and yeah. dude, people get picky in that. Oh yeah, it's free, and a lot of them will just take it to flip. Oh yeah, and it's a lot of people that are like you see the same people over and over and over, yeah. and you'll get you'll put something up, and it's like ten seconds later you get five people. I want it. Come Why? Here. What yeah. do you want it for? Yeah, 
But all the time I was like, I don't care. Come get it. Yeah. Oh, hold, hold, hold on to me. I can't get it till tomorrow. Yeah, no, no. no. I'm putting it on the curb. Right. And that's what we've had to do. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, dude, same thing though. There's been stuff I put on the curb, literally just set it on the curb. And I'm like, there's no way anybody's going to take this. Yeah, it's gone. I walk inside, I come back out, it's gone. Yeah. It's the most random crap. But hey, good for them. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm glad people are into it. I also, so we were talking, you were talking about something. I had to get new tires for the truck. Yeah. And I use Goodyear Roll. Have you heard of this? No. And it's actually, so it's actually a Goodyear service? Yeah. So it's through Goodyear. Okay. I bought tires, so I had a discount on the tires. So and they online. also yeah, they also had a hundred and seventy five dollar rebate. So do you go goodyear.com? Oh, it's a, yeah, goodyear.com. Buy online. So you buy them online and you set up while you're buying them a, they call it Goodyear Roll. Okay. And it is a uh installation and balance in your driveway. That's awesome. It is rad. What uh, do they charge you for that? Like ninety bucks, maybe? That's it? Yeah, it wasn't Dude. bad. It wasn't bad at all. So not only did I get the tires way cheaper than the tires that I initially wanted, which is why I went in that direction. I didn't have to go anywhere. And so I, funny enough, Saturday before, so I had an appointment on Thursday. Okay. Um, two th- Thursdays ago, last Thursday. I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Earlier this month. The Friday before, or the Saturday before that, was coming back from the park, was going to go to Home Depot, made a right turn on Chapman to Tustin and heard a boom. Yeah. No loss of tire pressure, no yeah. nothing. Wasn't really sure. Sounded like it, something just hit the bottom of the truck. Get to Home Depot. Oh. And I had stopped in the perfect spot where you could see dead center in the top of the tire was okay. what appeared to be a bolt. Yeah. A pretty gnarly bolt. So I'm like, we got to go. Go home. Park the truck in the driveway. Luckily, there's other things to drive and yeah. get around with. I'm like, I'm just going to park it. I don't care. Yeah, because you got a new tires couple days. Yep. Yeah. So park the thing, and I go out, and I'm messing with it with a pair of pliers. I cannot get this thing to budge. I don't know what it is, but I can't get it out of the tire. I was figured I would at least check. Yeah. I'm like, it's not worth mounting the spare. I just don't care. So finally, <laughs> sad tire all flat. <laughs> um, and then they came. So they came on a, a Thursday. So I was, you know. What kind of window do they give you for the, the tire install? Uh, like three, like hour three hours. Okay. Yeah, something like that. And he was here pretty much, you know, about when he should have been. Took him an hour and a half, maybe. All right. Uh, but he came and uh, finally, whatever, he gets, gets the tire off. And so it's the, the right, no, excuse me, left rear tire. Uh-huh. It was a wheel weight, about four and a half inches long it was a massive wheel weight it was because huge most wheel weights have a single clip when it mounts on the, the yeah. lip of the rim this one had two clips. yeah and it was there's it was obvious why i was not gonna get, get it out of the tire but i've also never seen a wheel weight go through a tire like that yeah that was a beefy so that was pretty shitty but so the guy you know uses the rear diff does the rear tires not a big deal i, I watch what he's doing weirdly didn't use jack stands or chalk uh, oh. chalk the wheels which is a little sketchy yeah for his own um, safety yeah and our driveway's not totally flat. flat it's flat enough but not totally flat so anyway so i look out and he's got <laughs> he's doing the front and he i see him he goes to jack it up and he gets you know under the under the jack point and he's jacking up the front i'm like oh he's gonna do one side at a time that makes sense no no he gets another jack rolls it under the other side jacks that side up two jacks two jacks one on either side in the front and neither of them are the same height yeah so it's like pretty jank and i'm like i'm I'm not gonna say anything i'm just gonna let it go if the dude drops my truck they can fix it i would just take pictures and i did take a picture um and it was i mean he 
made it work. But there was one point he was kind of pounding on trying to get something. And I was like, he, Oh, he did took all lug nuts off and kicked the tire to like break it loose. Yeah. And it wouldn't, I mean, it did, but like, dude, you're on jacks. Like, yeah, it it was wheels. so sketchy, uh, like super, but super sketchy. How hard would it have been to grab a jack stand and lower I don't, the I jack? I don't know. I don't know why he did it this way. The only thing I will say that was a bummer about it. So I used roll. Um, zip tire is another like uh, yeah. ACP on zip tire. Yep. Would happily use them. I don't think they come all the way down here. Uh, but and plus I was getting a smoking deal on these tires. But the only thing that bummed me out is that he, for whatever reason, I, key on, rolled the windows down and never keyed off the truck. Oh, so, so he killed, your battery. killed the battery. Which is, he, I made him go get jumper. He didn't have a jump box, didn't have yeah. jumper cables, which they should have in the trucks. Yeah. So I made him go get jumper cables and we jumped it. He's like, well, my truck won't reach. So I had to use the sole, the Kia sole that's in the driveway. To pull it over to do it. Yeah, yeah which is whatever. It's fine. Um. But it was pretty cool to have them come and they're mounted and balanced. And the very next day, I had an alignment appointment. I'm surprised they don't use like a quick jack setup where they can just kind of roll it under and they just lift up all four wheels. Like at an once. air, ba- uh, yeah. one of those airbags or something. Well, because like uh, Dave Coleman has. Uh, oh yeah, one of those. One of those. Yeah, setups. yeah, yeah. So it's like they're portable enough; they can load them into the truck. I think you'd probably them. need a couple people to do one of those, though. I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know. At any rate, it was it was cool and it was convenient. I would never. I mean, I've built mobile service vans and I've run mobile service, yeah, uh, entire install, but I've never experienced it. Yeah, which is kind of weird to to realize, but you don't buy tires every day. That's true. So it was great, and then you know, took the tires up on their maiden voyage up uh, Sanio Peak yesterday. And it worked. Oh yeah, it's great. Didn't even air them down because I was lazy. Yeah, but it's not like it's and that it was hot. hard of a environment. You don't. No, it's more about comfort. Yeah. Yeah, I've had them at like 40. If I had lowered them to 20, I just would have been a lot more comfortable. Ripley probably would have been more uh, comfortable, too. <laughs> it was funny. I put the window down, and he, he was like, you could tell he wanted to sniff outside. Those super dusty. So the window's up, but I put down for a second, and he like goes to sniff. We hit a bump, and he was like, whoa, all over the place. I'm like, nope. nope. Laid back down. It was hilarious. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But, but anyway, so if you have the opportunity and you need new tires, it's a bitching way to do it, especially if you can wait a day or two. Like, I don't know how, you know, if you need them right away, I don't think it works. Yeah, yeah. If you got a flat, you got to replace it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But if you can schedule it on your own, you know, on your own time, that makes sense. Yeah. And like I said, I had had an appointment for two weeks. I just happened to have a tire get completely destroyed. And it just with the timing wise worked yeah. out fine. So with uh, Grayson's furniture delivery yesterday, um, where did you got it from Macy's and they delivered it? Yeah. Oh, okay. And they use a third party delivery oh, service, sure. right? Yeah. But it was, they're like, oh, give us your number. We'll call you the day before or text you the day before. So I get a text on Friday telling me that my my installation or my delivery window is between 1245 and 245. All right, sweet. That's yeah, a three hour window. That's reasonable. Yeah. And then uh, the morning of, they send me a, a link that lets you see the status. Oh, you can, can you track the truck? Yes and no. Oh, okay. You can track the truck when it's finally coming to your house, I but see. you can't track the truck before then. They probably don't want you to know where else they're going Fair or whatever. Enough. It doesn't matter. But the delivery window kept changing mm. throughout the day. So it, it was supposed to be at like one something, like a little after one o'clock. Yeah. Then it kept moving in about like six to nine minute increments later. And when did later, it actually show up? Uh, just before 5 p.m. That's annoying. Yeah. Because now you've got nothing you can do. 
Right. Yeah, you're and stuck. So, but knowing it's like, okay, well, I went to Target, did the grocery shopping, came home, and then it was supposed to be showing up, and it was like, oh, wait. Jeanette went to Trader Joe's. I waited, and then nothing happened. Yeah. So that part did kind of suck, but at least it wasn't as, when's this showing up? Versus if they just gave me a, a huge window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having the app was kind of nice. Cause you, yeah, because yeah. you could keep refreshing it and see the time. But the problem was is that time was always just about 30 minutes out, right? So if you're going to, oh, oh it's, yeah. it's 2.30, oh, they'll be here at 3. Right. And the 3 rolls around, and now it's like, okay, they're going to be here at 3.45. So it's like, Argh. Yeah, it was, I hate that. Like, it's, I, I'm fine with the window if I understand that's the window. But when that keeps moving, I know there's stuff that, you know, beyond your control. It was hot, you know, and I, I, the guy showed up. I'm like, dude, you guys going to be hot here. I got him some water. Yeah. Um. They delivered it, and they're like, oh. Did they assemble it, too? They could have. Yeah. I, I just sent them on their way. I'm like, dude, oh. you guys are running behind. Yeah. I can put this together. And part of me, the reason why is was like, I wanted to put it together because I wanted to know how it came apart. Sure. But also, I know they wouldn't give a shit putting it together. So at least I can make sure everything's tight, square, balanced, yeah. level, all right. that stuff. Um, and then I sent them home with ice cream. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Grayson. T- today is National Ice Cream Day, by the way. Well, I celebrated yesterday. Well, I had a, yeah, you can have another ice cream. Strawberry shortcake popsicle. Ooh. I had a, a generic good humor crunch bar. All right. Uh, and then I also had a big stick. I have some mint chip in the freezer calling my name. Yeah, I was pops calling it yesterday because Grayson. A big stick, man. I haven't had one of those in a long time. Grayson picked up a uh, a little temporary gig, so he's been working with a neighbor who's a real estate agent. Uh huh. Is and he delivering flyers? Yeah, that's what uh. he's that's what he's been doing historically. He's been delivering flyers. My mom was a real estate agent. Well, yeah. You know, forever, and her we lived up until I was in sixth grade, seventh grade. We lived in her. In her farm, zone, right? In her farm, and that's kind of the same thing with with our neighbor. And I was the flyers, yep. notepads. I was the when I finally got rollerblades, it made it so much better. Yeah, that's what Grayson's been doing. So he does it for our neighborhood, and uh-huh. there's uh, four or five adjoining townhome and, and condo. But uh, he can get to them, right? Yeah, he walks yeah, yeah, to them all right. and does them all. But yesterday he was given a a flyer and seventy seven specific addresses that he had to hit up. And so he he does the uh, the flyer distribution, and then the real estate agent said, "Hey, can you? I'm doing the open house from one to four. Can you help hand out ice cream?" Okay. And she uh, there's there's a company that brings you know like those little insulated push carts that you see on the yeah, street. Yeah, yeah, sure. Ice cream and they have little jingly yeah. bells. She had one of those in the backyard. Oh, right. Full of a hundred different popsicles. Oh, a hundred units of I think five different types of popsicles. Uh-huh. And so Grayson was the guy that was reaching into the dry ice bin and, and handing Hand out the out. ice cream. Yeah. yeah. And so he made 50 bucks for handing out ice cream. And then she paid him for handing out the flyers earlier in the day. And so I was like, what was up with those 77 addresses? Like, why yeah. was it so specific? And he's like, oh, those were all the houses that are being rented. So she was targeting renters. Yeah. Oh, to, to try to buy try a house. Buy a house. Yeah. Because... Obviously, if you're renting, you like the area. Maybe yeah. you can't afford to live there or something. So here's an opportunity for you to buy in the area. Because realistically, if you lived a block over, you're not going to sell your house to move a block unless you need that much more space. Right. So I was like, all right, that's, that's, that was interesting. interesting. I, uh, I've been getting a lot of solicitations from uh, real estate agents in another state. How who, and why? There's a, a state. 
announcement and they're they think he's got a house to sell and this one guy yesterday called me or no on friday called me and i said well because i'm a licensed you know real estate above us i'm not interested this is not something i need and i I can't remember how good but basically the conversation ended with him going well fuck you then and hung up on me but he was the one i called you yeah i wish i had written his name down (laughs) signing him up for email list no or just like you know i don't know call the realtor board or whatever but at any rate yeah real real estate's weird man it is a weird... It's a very strange... It's a strange racket. Well, and it's also weird how, like... Like, I learned yesterday... This has a million freaking dollars. A million, two, one... Like, that's... Yeah. It's, this is out of control. Well, especially when the commission is, like, 3.5%. And so they don't care if you lower the price because it doesn't affect their commission all that much. Right. Even if it's a million-dollar house, you, you drop the price a hundred grand, that commission doesn't change all that much. So they're, it's like, ah. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I, I don't. Like I said, my mom's been real real estate forever. One of my brother-in-laws is a realtor. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I learned yesterday that realtors can't buy and sell their own house. Why? I don't know. But uh, the, so huh. the, the open house, the house, the, the homeowner dabbles in real estate. Yeah. So she can't sell it. So it's got to go through a broker. Weird. Yeah. It's I the weirdest. Why. I don't know. Some weird code of ethics, I guess, or some. What was it? It's not ethical to sell your own home. I could sell my own car. But you don't make a commission on it. You just get to keep the... No, is that not a commission? Yeah, but maybe that's with the difference with... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm making it up. I don't care. Selling cars. I kind of want to... I don't know. Which is worse, selling cars or selling homes? Uh, <laughs> cars for sure. Car, I, uh, cars is definitely slimier, I think. I went to the Toyota store and had my oil change done, and I did my uh, my alignment there. And they had a, well, they do have still a core Corolla GR. Yeah. Pretty cool car. Okay. Used somehow. Has like 6,000 miles on it. Okay. Which is miles. Miles, yeah. A little weird. Uh, But anyways, they want 49 for it. Yeah. Which is a lot. For a Corolla. Especially since MSRP was 35 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Still slightly tempted to be like would you take the forerunner but why because the corolla is amazing the gr corolla is a rad car now that being said i wouldn't actually do it but it would be an interesting conversation a little hot hatch yeah i don't see you in it though i don't see me in it especially not a white one yeah like as a potentially a third car, fifth car, seventh car, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to keep dropping down the list. Once you round out the fleet that far, then it's like, ah, eh, whatever. Yeah, then it doesn't matter. No, I, I think uh, I would rather have a, a lot of other things, but it was kind of cool. It was it was cool to look at and see, and they're neat cars. Does that one, that's not the Marizzo edition. No, so that the one has the, a backseat. Yeah, this one has a backseat. Okay. This is more usable. Uh, the more practical car. I guess so. Yeah, more practical. A little boy racer, but I, 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 it was weird to see a used one. I wonder already. if that's just how they get around the like markup or some other weird. No, thing. it was apparently like one of the dealership employees bought it, and uh, I guess he's known to just go through cars pretty quick. Huh. That kid's got to be upside down up. It's a finance car. guy, so probably. Oh. Yeah. yeah who who knows? knows? Who cares? Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, it just uh, it's, don't know why I brought that up, but. That's it. That's the whole story there. All right. Well, it's hot as yeah. balls. You're it is hungry. Hot. I am hungry, and I have to go work on the truck now. All right. Let's go do some eat. Let's go do something. All Let's right. Cool. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups Podcast. 
And for this, we apologize.